All right, and hack. It is five o'clock, or sorry, six o'clock my time, nine o'clock Eastern time for y'all. Welcome. Who are we? I am Jeffy Jeff, and I am. Yeah. Are you still going? Go ahead. Uh, No, no, go ahead. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) We're just doing names. Are we going to actually introduce ourselves and say hi, kids? Or I don't know what we're doing here. I don't know. Um, I'm Tay. Uh, that's about all I have to say. <laughs> well, at least it rhymes. There you go. Yeah. And who are you? I'm EJ, also known as Dr. Awesome. Um, <laughs> all part of the uh, USDN. I love it. <laughs> hey, Black. What up? All right, Jeff, you want to take us into our intro? I do. Welcome to the United States Department of Nerds, where we are for the people, by the people, and of the people. We will always strive to give you factual data. And if it's a rumor, we will always preface that with rumor alert before giving you the freshest info. However, once those rumors are proven true, you bet your sweet, hard-earned money that the USDN will slam that stamp of approval on it. Welcome back, everybody, from that awesome, super awesome intro. Hey, yo. Uh, you guys already know what time it is. It is tradition o'clock, which means it's shot o'clock. Shot o'clock. Uh, right. So what are we all drinking shot, today? Shot, shot, shot. <laughs> or shotting? Shooting? Shooting. I think it's shooting, Tay. Yes, what are we shooting? I am sipping on some coffee. Okay. Jen, what'd you got? Oh, I got some bourbon. Oh, okay. <laughs> EJ, you, you uh, is that the one that we got the other day? Uh, that's the one Chris gave us. Chris Lovelady. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, hell yeah, it is. I'm drinking a uh, a good old uh, ooze from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's so green. Open to mutate. Uh, the only animals that have come in contact though is my dog. So I don't know how it's going to really turn out, but and our kids. Yeah, <laughs> we definitely don't want that mutation. No. no, please God, um, no. <laughs> please God, no. Uh, I am taking a shot of um, pomegranate Ciroc. I do have to get more of it, uh, but I'm taking it in my Halloween Horror Nights because we're doing a All Hallows Eve uh, podcast. Uh, so here is a shot. 
to all those pesky demons to get them away or to invite them in. We don't judge here. Cheers. Cheers. Salute. Yes, AD, coffee. <laughs> like coffee before bed. That seems a little counterproductive, but you know, each their own. <laughs> I I was uh as a military member and as an NCO, it's kind of what I lived off of, and I still live off of uh nicotine, coffee, and hate. It's like a Sith. Okay. Basically, yeah. yes. Yes. <laughs> All right, Jen. Okay. What are we talking about so, today? So we're going to be discussing um, some uh, a few of our favorite Halloween shows. So pretty much each of us have our favorite Halloween show. And then we also have some recommendations for you guys. I know it's this time of year and some of you who aren't well versed in horror sci-fi horror things of that nature going to kind of broaden your horizons a little bit give you some uh recommendations for um this upcoming week in case you're getting bored and need to watch something scary yeah because it's, <laughs> it's spooky season y'all yeah you want a good scary movie night you don't want to end up like picking something and just regretting and all your friends look at you like that was terrible like, like you get the silver star for that one friend that's true. But um, but anyways, if you guys have seen these movies, please add to the conversation. We always appreciate other people's recommendations because, you know, Eric and I try to watch a bunch of scary movies, but we don't catch them all. Caught a couple of good ones we'll recommend tonight, but it's not like Pokemon. You don't uh, catch them all. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> that was good. Sometimes we fail there. Yeah. All right, Jeff, you want to give us our USDN alert? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So a lot of the information that we were going to present to you today merely scrapes the surface of the information that is available out there to you. And to prevent us from going down countless, numerous, endless rabbit holes and a three-hour-long podcast that we would regret tomorrow, we highlight things are important to you. And for more in-depth content, you can reference a book, a comic. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Jeff, you're robotic again. Oh, it's RoboJeff again. It's RoboJeff. Better alive. You're well, I guess that was appropriate for the alert. Hang on. Nice. I'll be I back. So. Okay. You're being... You're being hacked. Yeah, I mean, it, especially like uh, if you're, you know, watching, you may see comments and so forth. Some of mm -hmm. the viewers, some of our members may throw out mm -hmm. some info you didn't know about or maybe mm -hmm. put you onto something that's connected to one of the movies or stories we bring up. So there's endless stuff to go over. We don't want to sit there and bury you in, you know, minutia, which really the whole point is to just turn you on to something and then you can develop your own, you know, like or dislike opinion on it. Or you might just learn, hey, how something's connected. Hey, Amanda, how you doing? Amanda! Hey, I just took a shot of y'all's y'all's drink that you Yeah, we just here. took a shot of bourbon. <laughs> shot of bourbon you can join you in if you like. want, Amanda. Um, <laughs> yeah, and we would love to know your guys' recommendations. If we don't cover what you have, or we might actually cover it later, you know, we're definitely open to your guys' recommendations. So please feel free to, like, give us those recommendations in the chat. Um and just add that conversation going. Yeah. yeah, yeah Absolutely. Yeah. 
I mean, right. this we're all surprising each other that with this tonight. It's kind of a first, mm -hmm. kind of something we did for ourselves because, uh, you know, you never know uh, what someone's into. So this is kind of everybody was allowed to select a few movies that they were interested in that had to, you know, some sort of Halloween or fear or horror or suspense aspect to it, and sh and we were going to just surprise each other with them as we presented them. You Wait, never know; what? Was, might be so in tune, might have the same movie. But y'all selected more than one. Yep. Yeah, see? Derek only had one movie that he really liked. Surprise! Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I like some movies, but one's good enough. No, but um, so like I said, chime in with any kind of your inputs. You never know. We might all have the like mind in that aspect. So, but uh, thanks for showing up. Thanks for watching. Yeah, we did all of our own choices. Uh, so that's what we're going to begin with. And then after that, we're going to kind of... Uh, Rashambeau, Shotgun, kind of like some other movies that we like. Uh, so those are our additional movies that we did a little bit of research on, but not like too in-depth, like with our um, choices, if you will. So without further ado, Jeff, are you ready for your choice? Lead the charge. Sure. Apparently, I didn't get the memo for two. That's okay. You'll just yeah, join in on me. You're you... supposed to be chiming in on everybody else's stuff, too, so it doesn't really matter. So I'm just going to criticize everybody else's. That's fine. There you go. <laughs> so I wanted to go with a classic West Korean film for my recommendation. I'm pretty sure most people have seen this movie because I kind of felt like at the time it changed the horror genre. Oh no, Jeff. Um, Jeff, you're still robotic. <laughs> All right. Well, while uh, Jeff figures that out, um, Jen, do you want to so. go into yours, and then we'll delve back to to Jeff? Sure. Okay. Um. So, I don't know if everyone else has that that movie that uh they just watch like every halloween i think ever since i was probably like i can't remember how old 11 or 12 something like that i have watched hocus pocus Ooh. every single year absolutely love hocus pocus um that was released um unfortunately during the summer um so i think it was in Somebody correct me, 1992, 1993, I think. Um, and they released it during the... <laughs> Amanda. <laughs> yes, Hocus Pocus, yes. Dude, <laughs> there's so many memes of this movie. And there's... I'm telling you, when Bette Medler's like, oh, it's a glorious morning. Makes me sick. I love that. That's like <laughs> the best line ever. That's how I feel in the mornings. I hate that. But anyhow... Um, so they didn't want it competing with the Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, so they released it in July. Um, it didn't really get that great of a reception, I don't think. But much like other movies, like the one that comes to mind is like the Shawshank Redemption. It actually had a cult following after a while, um, especially on DVD. Now, before you could just go into any old store, I'm kind of aging myself here, where you well, could like buy it. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Tay. 
I went to Blockbuster as a kid. Okay, girl, I get it. <laughs> every year, I would rent Hocus Pocus, and I would wonder. I'm like, why don't my parents just buy this? Like, of all the times I rent this, I rent it all the time. I'm like, just buy it. But that wasn't really a thing back then when I was growing up. Anyways, um, some fun facts about this movie. Uh, Jennifer Lopez actually um, auditioned for Sarah Sanderson. Oh, Amanda worked at the video store. Man, Amanda, you are a <laughs> girl really the same age. I know. It's like, I worked at Blockbuster. I'm like, oh, God. Dude, I wish I, I still had my Blockbuster card. I'd like flag that stuff around. Um, but Jennifer Lopez actually auditioned for Sarah That would have been a totally Sanderson. different movie. Right? That <laughs> would have been a totally different movie. Right? <laughs> Suddenly there'd be a, a, a romantic story that ends up between her and someone else in the movie and you know, she's just a she's just a small town witch. Yeah. Small town witch. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. So <laughs> glad Sarah that. Jessica Parker got that part. Um, and Max Dennison's character, the uh, main male character, other than Binks, um, was actually that was actually originally sent to Leonardo DiCaprio. That's so and weird. he actually right. I didn't know that. I was reading that and I was like, seriously, I didn't know that. But he actually turned it down. And went to go on to do um, What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Mm. So that's, that's a good choice for him. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right? He yeah. killed that. That was awesome. He did. He I got was some like, awards, he, right? Yeah. He, he was an impressive performance, honestly. Yeah. Um, uh, another to little tidbit day. I picked up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On, poor guy. Finally got his Oscar when he's in his, like, 40s. Yeah. Um, Diane Keaton was actually almost Winifred instead of Bette Midler. I know. That's how I felt about it, too. I was like, okay. oh, glad, <laughs> glad they picked Bette Midler. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this is, I don't know if this is his first movie, but this is the first time I actually remember seeing Doug Jones. Does anybody remember who Doug Jones is? He Everybody has, has seen Doug Jones, whether they know it or not. I mean, from some he, like all sorts of stuff, like Hellboy. Um, he played Abe Sapien. He is our, um, our monster behind the mask. Usually, monster like seen Pan's Labyrinth, uh, the scary monster with the eye hands. Yeah, oh, yeah. Man, he's played so many, and and people just you know you won't recognize the name, but you'll definitely recognize him when you see him. I mean, he's very tall, uh, slender guy. Um, doesn't look like. He'd be scary, no. but he does a great job. I mean, excellent and, job. And he was actually in an episode of Face Off. Eric, mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember this. So we were watching Face Off, and Doug Jones is actually on there to help some of the um, performers kind of pull off some of their monster suits. And he's just he's just amazing. Like, I just absolutely love Doug Jones. So he, he played Billy the Butcher in the movie. And that was the first time that you actually saw him and i was just like from then on i was like i know that guy i'm like it's doug jones doug jones yeah. amazing yeah i didn't know it at the time i mean until we saw yeah. him like what decades later you're like wow it's like yeah he's like a reoccurring theme and then you're like hey i know that guy i'm like he always plays all the creatures he does such a good <laughs> job yeah so what did he play in hocus pocus i'm sorry i totally missed he played that the zombie he, guy he plays, right yeah he played billy the butcher yeah he had his lips sewn shut he like works for the witch. Uh, okay. In the beginning. Yeah. No. I. Or, I, I the main okay. witch, and then. Yeah. 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 Okay. And this. Right. Yeah. So, 
Um, so like I said, these are some of the, like the best memes that come from this movie. Um, now if you look at Mary's hair, her hair is actually shaped into the Halloween town hill in a nightmare before Christmas. Oh, now. Yeah. That's so different. Okay. Now I have to actually go back and like watch. Yeah, Cause I, I didn't actually know that. Yeah. Huge I didn't either. Nightmare before Christmas. Right. I like, and I, I went back and looked. I was like, well, hot damn. I see you, Disney. I see what you're doing. I'm picking up what you're throwing down. You know, it was kind of cool. I didn't, I was like, they didn't want to compete with it, but they had like little like nods here and there. So yeah, they had that um, in there. Um, and there's actually um, a sequel, but it was in book form that was written about the movie in um, 2018. Um, it takes place 25 years after the event. Of, I know, I know what you guys are thinking. Like, Jen, I ain't going to read a book. I'm sorry. I love books. I haven't read this book, but when I saw that there was a book, I was like, that's going on my Kindle list. We're going to be read that. But um, anyhow, the book was uh, takes place 25 the years fuck? after the events <laughs> the movie. There's can some people that aren't. That's okay. Yeah, we can hear yeah. you. Yeah, Jeff. Good. AD, I expect better. That's okay. Uh, I mean, I'm not a fan of everything about the movie, but I can definitely respect the amount of work and everything that went into it. And there's some iconic the moments music. and iconic characters that came out of Nightmare Before Christmas. That I mean, they're Absolutely. part of Halloween forever now. You know, mm -hmm. and so, Christmas. Yeah, and, and then right you can't. You like, is it a Christmas movie? Is it a Halloween movie? It's a both movie, and yeah. it's the same both. thing like with Harry Potter. And it gives all of us that like, like Halloween absolutely. so much a chance to put some of Halloween into Christmas. I know that's why. Like, I have Christmas ornaments because my kids love Nightmare Before Christmas so much. So I have Nightmare Before Christmas Christmas ornaments. I'm going to find zero eventually. I didn't find them last year, but I'm going to find them. That would be love such it. a cool Christmas ornament. I love it. I love my Christmas. I'll have to send pictures to you. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so um, in this book, um, it tells about that there's actually a fourth Sanderson sister. I know. I didn't know this. And they didn't really mention it in the second. What? J-Lo? No. <laughs> yeah, I, I was, you, I was trying to link together. Like, point. The fact oh that coming is like, I was doing points. the Sesame Street thing where you bring the word together. You're like, no, it's compound words like dog and house and dog no, and house. Fucking dog awkward and dog house. If it was J Lo. Okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, three white ladies, and then all of a sudden it's like, boom, there's J Lo. It's the first Sanderson sister. You're like, is wait. There, uh, yeah. They're, they're like, there... oh, she's a. <laughs> oh, no. That would be hilarious. <laughs> Oh my God! Hey, hey Kim! Hey Kim! Hey Kim! What's going on? <laughs> the adopted Sanderson Came sister. Came at a good time. So, um, so her name is Elizabeth, and she actually kind of branched away from doing magic and stuff and tried to live a normal normal life, unlike her sisters. And um, uh, Binks and Emily actually return, not to give away the whole book. And Elizabeth's ghost actually comes to help. Um, I kind of read the synopsis of the book. I think it's kind of worth a read, especially if you're um, a Hocus Pocus fan. Um, just to kind of get some more background story because it, it um, I don't, I think it's part part of the book. 
is leading up to the movie and then like the other part of the book is leading up to the next movie so it kind of gives you some in between that me explain um some more things but anyhow has it the second movie already came out yeah yeah it wasn't based on the book well that's a that's a point like the book it has things that kind of tie into the first movie and then it kind of like a little bit of ties into the next movie Mm, okay so I haven't read it. That's just the synopsis that I read. Um, yeah, Kim, I like the second movie. Um, I, I like it a lot. I, <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I kind of wish that they. I know that they try to get Thora Birch to um, come Reprise. back and kind of reprise her character. Um, yeah. She had some scheduling conflicts, which I mean, as a huge fan. I was really disappointed. I wish she would have. Um, I kind of wish Vanessa Shaw would have came back as well. Um, there's a lot of people that I kind of wish, but I mean, the most importantly, you know, Kathleen and Jimmy and Bette Midler and Sarah Jessica Parker came back and the movie just wouldn't have been the same without them. So in respect to that, I, I love seeing the three of them again and with their antics and everything. So it's worth a watch. Um, I definitely, it doesn't have the same weight as the first one, but it's definitely worth a watch. So yeah, I'd watch it. Definitely watch it. Yeah. All right. So some recommendations. Now, one movie that um, I just so offhandedly, uh, I remember my dear sweet husband putting on and I thought it was just a, I'm not really sure what it was. I think I remember being in nursing school and I was really stressed out and you put a horror movie on. I was like, oh, babe, thanks. Trick or treat. Trick or treat. I am a huge fan of anthologies, my friends, and especially when someone very wickedly, wickedly smart can tie them all together. And you have to go back and watch things that I know, AD, my bro, I know, I know, right? You go back and you can find things in the background, find things in the background. Oh, it's been on my TV several times already this month, buddy. I love that movie. So there are five interwoven stories that occur on Halloween night. Now I am not going to spoil the, my, some of the movies that I'm recommending here. I don't want to spoil them, but I definitely want you to watch them. I'm going to give you enough information that's going to hook you, bring you in. Watch it. <laughs> All right. So, <clears throat> so some of the movie, you have your high school principals, a serial killer. Let's admit it. It's probably happened in real life. You know, you think your principal's kind of shady. Um, and then you have another story where the, you know, the classic group of teenagers pull a mean girl trick on the uh, the nerd girl. I felt really bad for that girl, man. I hate that. I hate those part of the anthologies. Like, why well, you got to pick on her? She's so nice. <laughs> um, and then you have like this cantankerous woman who's. Um, who hates Halloween and she has to deal with her husband who absolutely loves and like obsessed with Halloween. Um, and then you also have the, the virgin girl that gets all teased by her sisters that, you know, she's trying to look for that perfect guy. And I just want to point out Anna Paquin plays the, the virgin girl. Um, <clears throat> and if those now, I do, it is fantasy. That is, that's rogue. <laughs> From X Men, yes. The woman so, who used to walk around naked on set on uh, True Blood. It was a really yeah. hot set. Okay, virgin Shouldn't material judge. right there. Um, took care of that virginity am, problem. 
I am going to ruin a little bit of the movie. So I do want to point out that there are werewolves in this movie. And it was made by the Tatopolis Studios. Now, those are the same studios that made the Lycans for Underworld. So you yes. know that you are going to get some get good some effects. Werewolves. He is an yes. amazing special effects yes. creator. And do and and to note when you actually see it, you actually um can see the transformation and it's a huge nod to the howling. Because yeah. you know, between I think um the American Werewolf in London and then Howling have like some of the best transformation, in my yeah, opinion, of werewolves ever. All practical effects. It's Perfection. amazing. <laughs> it's just amazing, guys. If you guys oh. appreciate that stuff, go ahead. What's up, Jeff? This could be breaking news for some people, but we're at a rumor alert. They are currently working on a trick or treat, too. Oh, wow. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Is it on, like, is up. it official as in like it's on IMDb yet or? I don't know about IMDb, but I did read the article the other day and in it and slap it with a rumor alert onto the page. Yeah. But I'm yes! breaking it now. Rumor alert. Trick or treat two is possibly in the works. Yeah. There you have yeah. it, folks. I'd love to see Sam come back. I will definitely watch that. So thank you. That actually brings my next, um, I think it's the last one in there that uh, there's an old man who uh, just absolutely hates Halloween. He's really mean to trick or treaters and everything. It's actually played by Brian Cox. Now I think it was the second X-Men movie. I know six degrees of X-Men. <laughs> It is got rogue, okay, right. got that's so weird. Striker. We just keep yeah. going. So he played Striker. Yeah. So if you guys don't know who that is, go back and watch your X-Men, the original ones with Hugh Jackman, and you got Brian Cox who plays Striker. Don't do it, they all <laughs> they're pretty bad. Um, but just look just look at the clip of Brian Cox and quit. Yeah. So Brian Cox. Make sure you actually... spell that right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't look up Brian Cox with a CK. It's, it's with an X for X-Men. <laughs> You'll find X-Men, just not the one you're looking for. Yeah, and USDN did not condone that search. Oh, my God, y'all. <laughs> so he actually wore prosthetics to actually look like John Carpenter. Now, um, there was is actually like another... Scrooge? Like, is he like the Halloween version of Scrooge? Like That's what the character old... is, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Okay. So the... Uh, spirit of Halloween actually comes to teach him a lesson. Um, and there's actually a nod to Pet Cemetery there because it actually ends up cutting his Achilles tendon, if you guys remember that. And watch from him Pet flop Cemetery. around like a marionette. Oh, God. What movie is, is that so... from? Oh, I don't know. The, the first triple when he is mm. captured and Danny Trejo comes in with the the machete he's like and i'll cut your achilles and watch a flop around like a marionette oh okay. it does hurt i can't attribute that i've worked on an er friends Ooh. um <clears throat> so the uh second movie that i want to recommend now i am i am not the biggest fan of like found footage documentaries but i am a fan if they are done well now my second one is The Taking of Deborah Logan. If you guys have not seen that, 
you absolutely have to see the taking of Deborah Logan. Now, the plot of the story is an, an elderly woman is battling Alzheimer's. And with her daughter's permission, and obviously of um, the character Deborah, she gives them permission to uh, kind of document her uh, condition as it um, progresses, which I'm curious about because Alzheimer's is not a, a quick progression. So I'm wondering if it's kind of in the later stages of it. But anyhow, so the uh, it, it's kind of classified under like a supernatural horror because it's suspenseful. Um, yeah, it's very suspenseful. So over the course of the movie, strange things are occurring. Deborah's acting even more and more strangely. Um, and it's it's probably probably there's several scenes at the end of the movie that are just so like I was disturbed. I was like I was like oh my god! I clutched my pearls. Yeah. I was like dear god. There's like the it ending. catches you off guard because like, the suspense builds and then you're like and then something happens and you're like it's like a, because you're so used to it being this slow build and then something will happen. It really does catch you off guard. But yeah, I was you're right. That they, Kim, they, all the moment you're like, whoa! I just started the the fall of a, the how the fall of the house of Usher. I'm on. Oh yeah, I actually, uh, yeah. Episode so, one yeah. was amazing. Like that first it? episode, yeah. it, it yeah. hooks you. Like toward the okay. end of it, it's like, oh my god! I have to find really? Fuck. Okay, I, okay. I saw oh, that. Okay. I'm not gonna drop no uh, spoilers or nothing, but sweet. It it so far, nice. So Kim, I'm, yes, I finished it from start to finish. I binge watched it with AD. Uh, we watched it in like three days, and it is an Edgar Allan Poe. It is based off of that. Uh, if you guys didn't know, um, so it's like super dope. I do have more to say about that later when I talk about my stuff. Oh. Sweet, I love to hear about See, it. See, I told All you, right. minds would come together. Mm-hmm. But you know it. That's because we're sadistic um, individuals. Synchronicity. To oh, stop it. I know. <laughs> My, we'll talk about that in a minute. So no, we'll talk about this offline. Okay. Yeah. So the next movie I'm going to talk about, they actually have another documentary that they did called Hellier. It's not nearly as good as this movie, and they kept talking about synchronicity. They so. say it like 400 times synchronicity synchronicity and honestly i didn't really feel like anything was going on in that whole documentary i wasn't really sold on it um however this documentary it's on um amazon we rented it it's called the unbinding so you have some uh paranormal investigators um researchers uh who find who um, an unusual effigy is dubbed um, the crone that was discovered by a uh, a couple of hikers in the cave of the Catskill Mountains back in New York in uh, 2016. Um, the original hikers who were so disturbed by the things that were occurring in their homes that they attributed it to this effigy, and they ended up sending this effigy to the occult researchers Greg and Dana Newkirk. Now, some of the things that were occurring in this guy's home were just really bizarre, like wet footprints, like a perfect footprint, strange things happening, his dog acting very strangely, not wanting to come back into the house would definitely make your hair like stand on end. 
Um, so he sent it to the New Kirks. Now, the thing that I like about the New Kirks, um, Dana and Greg, is that they seem like a really down-to-earth kind of occult researchers. They don't... How can I describe some other ones? They're not those rabid researchers that try to make something out of nothing. They actually approach things very down-to-earth, very logically. So... Um, they even mention, because um, they have a collection of things, um, they mention that there's a lot of times where certain objects um, that may feel haunted or possessed to some people or otherwise linked to like disturbing things can actually be attributed to a person's like own attitude or they're like projecting these things on towards this object. And when it comes into their possession, nothing really happens hmm. except with this effigy. Now, <clears throat> they investigate, they take this approach as, you know, they're, they're going to investigate what's going on with this object, the, the history behind it, and they even have an, an, an open mind behind it. And they started having the same instances and occurrences happening in their home that, they that the, um, the previous hikers had. Now, the good thing about um, them is that they... Or more knowledgeable in it. They knew to put it in a box, wrap it up, contain it. Um, <clears throat> and they actually use a really interesting method. Now, if you guys are huge nerds, which I hope you are, if you've ever watched any of the um, paranormal ghost hunters or anything, and they use uh, where they use a spirit box, they actually have an interesting um, take on it. It's called the Estes method. Now, the Estes method is where you have somebody who wears a headset, where it's kind of like one of those sound blocking headsets. And they wear a um, uh, like an eye cover, almost like, like a VR almost headset like, or like a uh, blindfold. Yeah, it's supposed to be like, like a blindfold. Deprivation. Yeah, and so they're listening to the spirit box only, and the people on the outside are answering questions. So the person, if they're listening to the spirit box, they say the words that they hear. And the the one that Dana does is so interesting, and she actually has sensations on her body. Um, while she's while she's doing it and it's it's so cool there's no way like it's so cool you guys have to watch it's really neat um so i i definitely recommend that movie you guys definitely need to check out the unbinding it's on amazon if i ever got to meet dan and greg i'd probably be like oh my god you guys are so cool yeah plus it's cool that it's it's a true story or you know there's it's not made up there's no fancy but no. i mean if you've watched any of these other paranormal investigator shows, this one actually doesn't take, you know, doesn't spend all the time with two guys really close to the camera going, did you hear that? <laughs> I see orbs. Did you see that orb? Oh you hear that orb? EJ? Yeah. 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 Just an orb. And you don't hear anything because they're right up in the camera talking to it the whole time. Like, oh, my God, I just heard that. <laughs> and you're like, I didn't hear shit. Because you were talking. That's that's we don't like watching those shows, but this was actually yeah. really done really well. Yeah. They approach it like a lot of uh, gathering of uh, evidence and trying to you know make sure that they're collecting all the sides of the story, so that it's not just like, oh, Jeff said he saw a monster one time under his bed. Well, then it's got to be true. We gotta go check it it's out. It's all got to be true. We need cameras. So they, night they, vision. they go with a little more support, <laughs> and then the fact that his wife Anna is a, a very. Um, into witchcraft and uh, um, understands a lot of the occult and mm -hmm. practices daily and has her own, you know, uh, 
classes that she teaches and so forth. It's not just someone who thinks it's cool and, you know, dabbles in it. It's someone that's actually, you know, knowledgeable and educated in that department and doesn't play like, hey, I'm a, you know, I'm a crazy witch. No, they just, you know, she just does. That's part of her spirituality. So it's, it's not approached like, you know, I need attention. It's approached as, hey, this is my, my life. This is my lifestyle. This is my beliefs. And, you know, that way it's not, it doesn't feel faked or forced. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, I thought it was good. Well, you can definitely tell that, you know, her, she is knowledgeable in witchcraft because the way that, you know, she approaches things like, oh, we need to do this and this and this. And I love how the, the guys, even if you go back and watch Hellier, which again, I haven't finished it. I think we have an episode or two left. She's very knowledgeable and the guys just, they follow her lead when it comes to that stuff. She definitely knows what she is doing. Yeah. And that aspect, like if you call upon spirits, you definitely need to make offerings and have some form of, um, you know, protection and stuff when you do that. So, um, again, highly recommend um, try out Trick or Treat. If you guys have never watched it, check out The Taking of Deborah Logan and check out The Unbinding, my friends. Okay. All right. All right, Jeff, Next. we're going to try out your uh, your mic and see if you're robotic again. You ready? Hey, <laughs> Sorry, if buddy. If I'm robotic again, y'all just going to have to suck it up. Yeah, just go with it. Go with <laughs> All right, let's go then. Own Jeff, what you got for your clo- cult classic, Western something or another West movie? Wes Craven, hello. There we go, Wes Craven. That's the words. So this movie spawned multiple... Uh, movies to follow and multiple uh what's the word i'm looking for spoof movies and we're <laughs> gonna talk about scream <laughs> 96 it's hard to believe it's been that long holy shit and i think and i think they just released like part eight earlier this year i thought it was so, 17 it's eight i'm just joking <laughs> part what? 97 <laughs> i'm just joking i was like i thought it was scream 17 <laughs> I don't know. I think it's it eight. Be. Yeah, it's yeah. I don't know how many there are. So I mean, I mean, this movie had a who's who. It was. I mean, we're talking like, well, these kids were also s- supposed to pass as high schoolers, which, <laughs> I mean, which was typical thirty somethings and late twenty somethings playing high school kids. I mean, we got Drew Barrymore, uh, Nev Campbell, Skeet Ulrich. Uh, Rose McGowan, uh, Matthew Lillard, and Jamie Kennedy, who I think were all in their late 20s, early 30s. And then we also had uh, Nev Campbell, not Nev Campbell, I'm sorry, Courtney Cox and uh, David Arquette, who were probably in their early 30s or 40s. Yeah. So, yeah. it, It was just one of those movies that I felt like it changed the game of horror and what we see horror as. I mean, yes, we had a a person killing people. A scary movie. Oh, my God. It, it, exactly. <laughs> so that, this is the point that this movie gave us scary movie, scary movie two, scary movie three, scary movie four. And then those movies spun off and gave us not another teen movie and all that freaking spoof movies mm-hmm. this is what brought it all about was this single movie by Wes Craven 
Now, do I think Wes Craven would have made this movie if he knew it was going to produce a bunch of garbage after the fact? Probably not. That it is what it is. I think Wes Craven's one of those guys who's well, like ahead of his time when it came to the scary movie genre and just horror in general from his books to his movies which if you don't know he does have books out as well for those yeah. who are into books he has some anthologies hmm. and I didn't know that they are scary as shit like mm-hmm. you will read those sons of bitches in the light because they are that creepy I mean, you gotta read them the during original, the daytime. <laughs> uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he 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 invented that Freddy and the whole idea of someone killing you in your sleep, you know. Yeah, and he, died he, for real. He made the man who of, invaded of your nightmares. Yeah. So, since I didn't get the early memo that we were doing more than one while Jen was doing her thing, I went and looked up some more stuff that I think you may be interested in or we'd like to possibly look up but one of my what can we can we talk about scream a little more though uh yeah sure let's talk about what do you want to talk about because i'm really not so my favorite death scene in this whole movie was when rose mcgowan gets (laughs) (laughs) gets to the garage door there's she's just like (laughs) it's the best one it, it, it really so is. It is. It was so fake. It was the best. And I mean, then the ending. The ending where he's like, you stabbed me too deep, man. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. my Matthew God. Lillard that was totally different, best. though. It was a different it really type was. of ending. I mean, the bad I mean, guys get revealed to be two people you've known from the beginning that you yeah. thought were, you know, part of the victims. Yeah. And they plotted out the whole thing. So it was a really cool twist then, you know, in 96. It, it really was mm-hmm. in it's, it's again, it's one of those where Wes Craven reinvented the game of what we call horror movies. Well, but yeah, he he did the whole, you know, only the version survives where Nev Campbell's character, Sydney, you know, has well, sex with... in part eight. Yeah. So, again, like you were saying, like it redefined, um, redefined the whole horror genre where, you know, the innocent you know, virginal young girl lives like a Jamie Lee Curtis's character in Halloween, and the, well, you she know, had, it breaks that. Oh, she wasn't exactly a virgin. Yeah, but <clears throat> I love that. I, I love that they they changed that for for them, yeah. and that you it, know yeah. the. Yeah, I also love she, how iconic the the mask is. I mean, like, yeah, the mask are still yeah. possibly in it with the mask, and that mask is iconic. And I think the original mask has been. Um, it's in the, one of the museums out in LA right now, the original. Mm-hmm. So the whole the whole suit, the whole knife, like the everything related to it is in the yeah. museum encapsulated forever. It's yeah. it's a it's a it's definitely a genre changing event because you had two serial killers together. How many other movies do you have two serial killers working? Was there together? two or was it three of them There's working two. together? Two Matthew Lillard. Well, and they don't expose the third okay. person until the set the second movie. So okay, it's like yeah. by mom. proxy, basically by proxy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but originally it's just the two. But still, as you find out later, it's you know multiple. But yeah, yeah. that was totally unheard of before. You usually, had one big bad guy that mm-hmm. was out there. He was indestructible, everybody. like Freddy Krueger, indestructible. Jason Voorhees, oh, indestructible. 
Michael Myers. But these are just two high school kids who are being a bunch of fucking jerk offs, you know, like, hey, I think we can get away with murder if we follow these simple steps. Yeah. <clears throat> so. <clears throat> and I love that Nev Campbell and Courtney Cox came back. Yeah. I love again, that yeah. they like. Yeah, I love that they reprised the roles again and again. They came back for like these recent movies, and I, I love seeing them again. Like they were some mm -hmm. of my most favorite characters. Like I, I adore like Nev Campbell and Courtney Cox, and I just so love Nev Campbell like is them. in um oh uh, shit the movie on the TV show on Peacock, uh, Twisted Metal. Mm. Oh, okay. off the video game. She's she's basically she's she's one of the city leaders who has participated mm. in the uh, the tournament. Mm. So it, if you haven't checked that out, that's a phenomenal show as well. Yeah, cool. Okay, I haven't checked it out because I've been super uh, scared to because Twisted Metal was my childhood <laughs> game. So they did like, not well, do it wrong. They did not do it wrong. Yeah, they I played it on PlayStation it. One. Like that's yeah. when I started playing it. Yeah. So. They didn't do it bad, so go check it out. Okay, you'll like it. Uh, I I absolutely loved it, and it's uh, one of my favorite W well WWE AEW superstars playing the clown. So you'll love it. Okay. He doesn't voice the clown. He's just the the body. <laughs> Oh, 80. <laughs> yeah, those movies. The new bad. ones were better. The new ones were a little better. Yeah, they they are what they are. It, Mortal. <laughs> although I enjoyed the Mortal Kombat movies, hey, I look at movies simpler than people. I look at a movie and go, "Did this movie entertain me for an hour and a half?" Yes. Okay. Please turn it off. Ooh. Kim made a really good point. Kim, I'm glad you brought that up, my friend. The Raven. The Raven is an excellent movie. Excellent. If you excellent. guys are really into Edgar Allan Poe, and I'm a huge John Cusack fan, that since you guys yeah. were talking about House of Usher, it's, yeah, it is really good. Well. Like, yeah. Have you they seen actually the follow the a lot of his life story? Like, so John Cusack's playing very literally. Edgar Allan Poe from his, you know, biography, the way he grew up, how his life was. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a very cool perspective to walk into that movie. And, uh, what, whoever wrote that did their research plus also made it interesting enough to follow, you know, as a, as an actual horror movie It's a good movie. Yeah, it was. Um, sure. yeah, I'm in, I'm on episode two. I will. Get into I will it. definitely. Yeah. It's just a All slow right. go. All right, Jeff. What else you got for your choices that so, you researched? I'm gonna come back to this one. I'm gonna go with some more Wes Craven <laughs> and go seen them. I recommend the people under the stairs. Oh. 1991. Um this has um some Ving Rhames in it. And it, it, it's one of those where and you're like, the fuck is going on? But then you realize that 
the mom and dad in this movie but because they're inbred yeah i've never seen it Yay! that right there makes it you're like oh oh yikes oh god i don't recommend you that say movie. It? Ah. it yes it, it is absolutely fucking weird but it is a great movie it really is mind on it it is actually a great movie awesome i have to check it out i mean i think that was saw that one on uh um amazon prime too so i have to check that out yeah. and i mean of all the horror movies everyone always brings it up and i just i must have missed it somehow you know high school not really paying attention much uh-huh probably high i was gonna say uh-huh you know, probably so, uh, oh my or, God. or rested. Who knows? You know, there's so much fun in high school. Staying with the Wes Craven feel, my next one is the original The Hills Have Eyes. Mm. One mm. and two. Um, Again, we're talking about some, some incestuous cannibals in the desert. Hey, six degrees of separation. Isn't Vanessa and Michael Berryman. Is in this as well. He plays and again, <laughs> I believe it's only a female survives this movie. So there you go. Vanessa Shaw. Vanessa Shaw. Yeah. Recommend. And this movie was done again. Don't watch that one. It's complete garbage. I highly recommend you go watch the 1972. left Jeff you can you move. say that name again because um you you broke up a little bit 1972 what'd you say the last house on the left on the left okay yeah okay. it was that's a brutal movie was, too that's a tough one are you talking about the Jennifer Lawrence one or fuck no oh like we're not talking movie. about that 2009 movie we're talking about 1972 is it in color no <laughs> I want to say black and white, but I think it's been digitally remastered into color. And when they redone in 2009, doesn't have the controversy around it that the original does. The original depicts some stuff that we're not going to talk about here. But the movie itself is phenomenal. It, it definitely, you couldn't get away with making this movie today. That's why you got the two. So I'll leave it at that. Gotcha. But it mm -hmm. is really good. I thought, because this, <clears throat> this is a Wes Craven film. And again, he gave you something where. This could actually fucking happen to you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's the scary so, part. And that's the scary part of it. And like I said, this one was loosely based on true stories. He kind of like took some true stories and molded them into this movie and popped it out to people. But the last one I wanted to recommend, if you've never watched it, 
this one, but it is the Island of Dr. Monroe. The original? The original is fantastic, but this is the... Uh, the remake? The Val Kilmer Yeah, 1996. Yeah. The, I like the original a lot better, but the one with Val Kilmer is still pretty on par. It has with really Mark. good practical effects. It, it does. One Val it Kilmer does. and Marlon Brando. Yep. Um, Faruza Bulk. Faruka Vault, yep. She's, She's in, in there. there. Yep. My girl from the craft. I didn't yep. know that. Shout out to it's the craft. It's been so long since I saw it. I mean, it was it, it was definitely interesting to see the makeup, though, with a lot of the uh, um, children of Dr. Moreau when you go. And we also got uh, She's a Tamira Derek Morrison. And if you know who that is, then I'll give you a big thumbs up. But if you don't know who he is, he is Boba. And he's all the clones, technically. Okay. Mm. Okay. From Star Wars. He's like the book it. of Boba Fett? Or like... Yeah, he, he he literally plays all the clones. Okay. Like, they took him, and then they CG'd him. It made him. Like, it has, he plays all the clones. Okay. He, he cloned him. To clone. That, <laughs> man, that's like a, a clone within a clone. It's cloning. But yeah, that is <laughs> my... Last recommendation is The Island of Dr. Monroe. It's a H.G. Wells book Good movie. And, and movie, and it is fantastic. Check it out. Okay. Reading the rainbow. <laughs> the more you know. The more you know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry, the book is better. It's always better. Books are yeah. the best, yeah, the book dude. Is always better. Books like I said, best. the book is better, but if you're gonna watch it, watch the night the uh better this books. one. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and go into my choice unless anybody has anything else to say. <laughs> okay, cool. So Tay's choice, my choice. All right, so we're gonna go into the way back, uh back in the eighties of Beetlejuice. <gasps> what you pick Beetlejuice? So I picked Beetlejuice. Um, this was released in 1988. Um, the synopsis is that Adam and Barbara die. And then they hunt their old home uh, to get rid of the bad mom from Home Alone. Because she's a terrible mom. And her like husband. The dude, fucking right? worst. Yeah. So uh, this was directed yeah, by yeah. Tim Burton. Uh, if you guys don't know who Tim Burton is, uh, Edward Scissorhands, um, James the Giant Peach, that's just, you know, just, just some of the few. Uh, the music was by Danny Elfman. If you don't know who Danny Elfman is, we also talked about his music a little bit earlier with The uh, Night Before Christmas was uh, one of his soundtracks. Uh, so some of the faces that you can see in this movie, you have... Um, Alec Baldwin, who is Adam. Uh, the first time that I remember seeing him is Cat in the Hat. Not that great of a movie, but that's how I remember him. Anytime I see him, I think of Cat in the Hat. Um, and then you have Gina Davis, uh, who plays Barbara. Is, I love uh, some Gina Davis. Bride. She's and the first so time amazing. I remember seeing her is Stuart Little. If uh, any of you have seen that. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. Well, yeah, I'm I do. Thinking- Thelma and Louise, I thought. I, I remember her from The Fly. The yeah. The Fly. Fly yeah. I remember uh, her from The Fly. Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. 
Okay. Oh, so fucking classic. Okay. That's interesting. Classic. Okay. So there's a degree of horror right there. Just. You also have Michael Keaton himself playing Beetlegeist. Uh, who uh, is Beetlegeist. he? Batman. He's Batman. Batman. Um, and then you have Winona Ryder who plays Lydia. Uh, she's also in Edward Scissorhands and also Stranger Stranger Things, the badass mom. Yes. The Edward Scissorhands, Tim Burton, and then back mm-hmm. to Nightmare Before Christmas, Tim Burton. Yes. Tim. See? Just like right? Oh my gosh. It's just it's full Wait. circle. All right. So some fun facts about this movie. Uh, it's Michael Keaton's favorite film that he has done. Um, it's his own favorite film. Uh, Michael Keaton also ad-libbed 90% of his lines. <laughs> not surprised. Like, nobody is surprised about, right? Like Michael Keaton ad-libbing 90% of his lines. You're like, yeah, that checks. Um, <laughs> this was the, uh, the film was actually the first DVD that was sent out by Netflix in 1998. <gasps> um, when Adam and Barbara were actually in the office to see their uh, their case file person lady. Oh, hey, Kelvin. What, hey, up, what up, buddy? Hey, Kaylee. What up, buddy? <laughs> um, the voice on the PA system actually says flight 409 is arriving at gate three. And the reason why this is so important is because the United States flight 409 actually crashed into a mountain in Wyoming on September 6th, 1955. Oh. Um, this killed all of the passengers and crew on board, which is a total of 66 people. At that time, it was the worst uh, plane crash in history. And to this day, no one actually knows why it crashed. Oh, Ooh, um, nice catch. Right? Um, there was a plan for a sequel. It was called Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian. Um, at this time, uh, like they had Keaton and Ryder, so Winona Ryder, uh, both signed to reprise their roles. However, Burton actually lost interest in this movie because he was doing Batman, which came out in 1989, and then Batman Returns in 1992. Uh, But if you guys uh, do not know, somehow, um, there is a Beetlejuice 2 coming out, and it is set to hit theaters on September 6th, uh, 2024, bearing any more COVID uh, outbreaks, right? Um, this actually has Winona Ryder and Michael Keaton, as well as uh, Catherine O'Hara, who is the Home Alone mom that I talked about earlier, reprising their roles. Um, the and, title. And Jenna yeah. Ortiz in it. Uh, Wednesday. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up, yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was just talking about the people that oh, were in the original. I oh, sorry. I got a little yeah. excited. No, no, no. You're good. Uh, Wednesday. Yes. Uh, she is. Um, planning to be uh, actually Lydia's daughter in this. So Winona Ryder's daughter, uh, if y'all didn't know, which actually like makes a lot of sense because them the both of them look actually quite similar, uh, mm. which is actually like really cool and bizarre. They're very goth. Yes. Yes, they are. Oh, God. Inner goth. <laughs> um, the title character, who is Beetlegeist, is actually named after the bright red star in the constellation of Orion fun fact as well and uh this was tim burton's first movie where he actually won an oscar hell yeah so, so uh, funny story 
Go for New it. York Comic Con this year had a Beetlejuice exclusive foil. This is number six of 160 that were produced. Yo, that's it, dope as fuck. The sandworm. And this was like released this year at New York Comic Con. I had to I, like the moment I seen this, I had to pick it up. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was right, like a, a must have. So love it. That will be going off to get graded and encapsulated forever so it doesn't get fucking ruined. Because that is one of those where it's like number six of 160. That so is I, so it's pretty cool to own that. Yeah. And just come across it coincidentally. So Dude, that's yep. dope as fuck. Sorry. I didn't mean to take over, but that just reminded no, me that no, I just no, no, you're that. good. I was actually at the end of my notes for Beetlejuice, so if anybody had anything to add before I go into my recommendations, now is the time. So, but yeah, that was cool. Fact, so, fun fact about your girl, Jennifer. Winona Ryder, I was actually so in love with her character. Um, I That's actually the first time that I dyed my hair black. Um, my hair is not black, because... Think Eric would like it very much, but I started dyeing my hair black. And those of you who don't know, I'm a bit goth in my yeah aesthetics. But anyways, I, I just just barely. What? <laughs> um, she's definitely attributed to that. And I actually uh, grew up, up watching the uh, cartoon of Beetlejuice. Oh yeah, the cartoon. That was, a, that was a funny. I yes. didn't know there was a cartoon. Yes. yes. There huh. is a Beetlejuice cartoon, and it's mostly um, Monona Ryder's character and then Michael Keaton's character. I mean, they're not voiced by them, obviously, but watch that. I mean, I've I've seen every episode. I couldn't tell you what happened now because I watched it. Yes, so it's Yes, it's, it's in, in color. color. Shut up, AD. Oh, I see fuck, you. AD. I see you, AD. That old. You're in so much trouble, yeah. AD. Bless. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Where are you at? Where are you at? <laughs> He's gonna come and get you now. It's in color, but I. It is oh, <laughs> Shame. It's not wrong. Oh, come on, that was in the nineties. Color TV. Oh my god. Oh fuck! Say, All right. We need you to do us a favor. Reach no, I cannot. AD. <laughs> and I'm pat dead. him on the back and go. You'll be okay <laughs> until Jen curses him later. First of all, AD, AD, you got to watch over your shoulder, dude. Just constantly. AD going. was born in the eighties, so he Those very much knows over. that things were in color at that time. Least expected. So Kaylee's right. Kaylee says it's a Saturday morning cartoon, and yeah, okay, I I was very much one of those Saturday morning cartoon kids, and that was one of the ones that I watched. Religiously, it was one that I did not miss because I absolutely love Beetlejuice. It was a great show. I mean, if you guys like, you know, spend your time watching like some old school cartoons, it's definitely one that you know I would recommend because I love Beetlejuice. I I have Beetlejuice memorabilia. I mean, gotta love him. I, I mean, I just dropped like fifty bucks on a comic book, so that was only fifty dollars. And it's foil. It's fucking foil, dude. That's crazy. I thought about like three of them. Dude, that was just for the one was fifty bots, or it was either forty or fifty. I can't remember which. About three and. But 
I also got some other ones like New York Comic Con exclusives on the way, but that was the one that, like, without hesitation, I hit buy now. I didn't even look <laughs> at the price until after the fact. Did you squeak when you did it? Like, oh! <laughs> like a little girl. Just like you, Jen. <laughs> Just like that. I, I, That's exactly I how I sounded. I, I, seen it. I was like, awesome. oh! I mean, it's definitely worth that I, amount. I think so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And especially because there's a limited amount. You can only yeah. imagine what the resale on that I is going to be. I thought it'd be like be. five times that amount to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. I'm definitely going to have to find that uh, cartoon now because I'm very curious yes. uh, on your recommendation. So I'm, oh, yeah. I'm going to have to look into that because I had no idea. <laughs> All right. Sorry, Taylor. Yes. Continue with your recommendations, madame. Right. So uh, I have three total recommendations that uh, I'm just going to go ahead and throw out there. No, you might just get Michael Keaton to sign it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Good. Dude, yeah. if I ever find Michael Keaton to sign that book, I will. I will literally come on here, do a whole live, just to rub it the fuck in. I met Michael Keaton and he signed my fucking book. Ah! That would be me. <laughs> then the show would end, and that would be it. Yeah, there wouldn't yeah. need to be anything else. No. And they were like, "Oh, he finally got to get Michael Keaton to sign his book." But now I'm going to be on the lookout for the next Michael Keaton signing and see if I can't get it mailed in. <laughs> we're just like, we're just that's just pettiness that is just pettiness Calvin. Batman's going to show up to whoop your ass anyway and then afterwards you used to be like sorry <laughs> <laughs> all I heard was we're going streaking through the quad I better not be the only one that shows up whoa no no I'm good I'm good off that jaywalk anything in Gotham and then Batman will come and you just get him to sign it yeah yeah I'll I'll jaywalk. That sounds like yeah. something more like I would do. Or we could just jaywalk. <laughs> I mean, I'm not streaking. You might hit you with the Batmobile, and then you could just lay on the ground and come sign it for you. Batmobile hit me. Yeah. <laughs> I got the streak mark of the tire to yeah. uh, show. <laughs> That's See, the tread right there. <laughs> That's the tread of the Batmobile. <laughs> That's the tread Rob's right there. Bat. Rob's got my back. Rob there does you go. have your back. Good, good Both for you guys. In the hospital no. and then moved over to Arkham together. Why is it called jaywalking? <laughs> jaywalking? I don't. I don't know. Maybe because yeah, jaywalking is. Just... It's when you walk across the road without a being in a crosswalk. Well, no, I mean, like, why is it called that though? Like, because you're know. diagonally walking, like the first Harry Potter, like diagonally, like you're diagonally walking. <laughs> Hashtag worst streaking ever. <laughs> that would be the worst streaking event because you end up with if Batman you, beating your ass naked. If you <laughs> and Rob did it, <laughs> Jeff would be glowing in the dark, and then Rob. Would uh, you'd have your foil. You just have. That's the only just thing wrong, Jen, on so many levels. Yeah. Hey, he's justice, dude. He doesn't care if you're naked. Justice comes after you, naked or not. Okay. Um, naked and afraid? No, naked or not. Naked <laughs> or not. Let's do this. Uh, yes, I guess. <laughs> C -C what is sea walking? You know, Are you oh, talking about the dance move? AD, handle that. Tell her what sea yeah, walking like, uh, is, good buddy. Walking. <laughs> He's laughing at me, Working. but I don't know why. <laughs> AD, demonstrate. <laughs> 
All right. <laughs> so, all right. Go on with your recommendations. My recommendations. Sorry. Three recommendations. Focus. Focus. <laughs> so, my first one is Van Helsing. Ooh. Uh, came out in 2004. It's got Hugh Jackman and Kate Beckinsale in it. Uh, so, Hugh Jackman plays the uh, monster hunter um, that is like looking for Dracula, who is using like Dr. Frankenstein like um, stuff. Like, uh, I don't know. What do you want to call it? The He's using Dr. Frankenstein like uh, formulas to like be like the elite monster. Mm. Um, so some, some fun facts about this, uh, the place where Van Helsing and Anna, who is Kate Beckinsale um, fight the Dracula's three brides that he has that are like way over the top actually was the same place where Won't uh, complain about them. <laughs> Dracula in 1931 um oh, wow. frankenstein in 1931 oh. and the wolfman in 1941 were filmed uh the set is actually called the court of miracles and it's actually a uh, studio tour in um united in the not united states in, <laughs> well yeah in the united states but in the um universal studios hollywood oh wow it's in you georgia actually, isn't like, it, it. <laughs> oh go ahead everything filmed in georgia i know it's all in georgia like <laughs> it's all in georgia or canada damn it <laughs> well, you know why everything's filmed in Georgia now, right? Teaches because back. of the film costs. Yeah, they get. Uh, <laughs> so if they come to Georgia and film, they give them tax incentives to write off. Okay, that does making it cheaper to film there. That's interesting. I mean, but this is all the way back in 2004. Was that the same in 1931? Yeah. Georgia and made that deal yeah. back in the 90s, if I remember right. Huh. That's okay. why if you see little Georgia Peach pop up on their stuff on anything shows, there's so much that gets filmed there because they get that tax break and uh, they get to write off a lot of the entertainment costs so far as like catering, mm -hmm. um, yep. equipment uh, use, like uh, power power bills and stuff. A lot of that mm -hmm. stuff is all written off in in Georgia for cost of mm -hmm. creation. So it was a big deal made. Florida turned it down. Yeah, they Florida's did. Stupid. But well, uh, Florida has Disney, so they didn't yeah. worry about it. But they turned down the movies because it's it actually was brought to them as a possibility too. Like when you saw um, the Thomas Jane Punisher movie was filmed in Tampa, and and it was going to start this whole thing where they're going to film in the South because it's cheaper than filming in New York or San Francisco. They mm -hmm. could do enough to the buildings to make you think that it's some other city. But Florida turned mm -hmm. it down because Florida's stupid. But um, they got Disney. Yeah, and then now they're Florida's so stupid they're trying to crap on Disney. So, you know, anyway, Georgia ended up getting it. So that's why we have Walking Dead in Georgia. You have like 180 different TV shows filmed in Georgia. And they say they're like, you know, CSI Miami or CSI New York. And you're like, that's Georgia. Hmm. That's interesting, Rob. I didn't know that. I don't believe that's a good move. Smart man. He probably got it for like dirt cheap too. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. None of the buildings work. Yeah. You know, I I really enjoyed the uh, like I'm a huge vampire fan, so I really enjoyed the vampires in this movie. I know like all of the like transformations and everything were CGI, but I really enjoyed his brides. I still think like, it's like super well done. Like, I think it's pretty good. Being that it's almost 20 years old, it held up really good. Yeah, yeah although... his brides were phenomenal. 
Plus, I it mean, was... I like the mythos they brought into it between uh, Van Helsing and Dracula and the, yeah. the big sculpture and everything and the ice. And, you know, I thought it was kind of cool that they they took it all the way back to the medieval, you know, Prince of yeah. Wallachia or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not, I can't speak yeah, Eastern neither. European. It's okay. Neither can I. Yeah. I got a D in that class. But it, um, but I, I like how he kind of depicts his brides as almost like lionesses. Mm-hmm. Like he, he sends them out to like yeah, his food and like yeah, like terrorize the town folk and everything. And I, I, I like the the story. Yeah, I remember that, Kately. They didn't really get very good reviews, and that was I mean, actually when to um, say, it doesn't actually. So get the good books reviews. in the in no. the TV series is actually pretty good too. Yeah, the TV series, much like The Walking Dead, it has its moments where it's slow as fuck, Mm -hmm. but it's still really good. You know the you know the thing about like like shows and and movies and everything, and everybody's like, oh, it's slow. Well, sometimes you have to character build story building. Yeah, you have to build your characters. It can't be like. Like I, I don't like movies that's like right out of the bat, like action. Like I, I do appreciate a good story, and you know, and it kind of does like a slow build. Like I can still appreciate that. Like if you're boring me and I'm ready to scratch my eyes out, that's a different story. But oh, it follows. Ad terrible movie. What? Such is a terrible movie. ST Demon is what we call it. Yeah, it's supernatural ST. STDs. It's actually I, terrifying to me. I never, I didn't watch it, so I'm. It's I'm a terrible it was movie. Right. We got like a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It, it's, it was it's, just. It, I like the idea of it. I mean, the acting could have been improved, of course, but they were new actors. They tried to pick people probably without, you know, you don't want to put Brad Pitt in that movie and pretend he's in, you know, twelfth grade. Yeah. Yeah. Not painted one hundred one. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't man. know if a condom would help. Anyways. Oh, probably not. Um, no. So a couple of other fun facts about uh, this movie oh. is that during filming, Hugh Jackman actually broke a extra's hand. <gasps> Savage. You. Savage. Um, and then Dr. Frankenstein's lab was actually equipped with antique medical equipment that they purchased on eBay. That's what? pretty cool that they went out like that and did it. Right. I thought, I thought it was pretty neat. Um, as long as they cleaned it. <laughs> uh, I hate so, that job. So my uh, second um, recommendation, which is the one that I'm going to gush about for a little bit, because I was researching this and I nerded out. This <gasps> is uh, amazing, and I'm just gonna have preference that real quick. Uh, Oculus. Have any Ooh, of you seen Oculus? That's a good movie. Such a great movie, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't uh, that, is that Nebula? Yes, yeah. it is. <laughs> I was literally going to say that next. Who the person, oh, the sorry. main actress in it is actually uh, Karen Gillian, who is Nebula. Um, it came out in 2013. The synopsis that I just put in it to not like spoil it for anybody. Book hands in it too. Mm hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. Katie Sackoff. Right. Yeah. She, Damn, is. she is. Damn. Part of that 2%. Damn. So you know, you know. (laughs) The synopsis that I wrote for this is Mirrors Be Wilden, 
just because like I didn't want to uh, <laughs> um, ruin it for anybody that hasn't seen it. But it is such a great movie. Uh, the director is somebody who you guys might not know. Um, but once you know it, you know it. Uh, his name is um, Mike Flanagan. Oh, yeah. He's actually the guy who uh, did Oculus. And if you don't know who that is, that is also the person that does The Fall of the House of Usher. Ooh. Which now we're going to get into. So uh, the director uh, has included the Oculus mirror as an Easter egg in most of his films and TV shows. Ooh. I see you, so, Mike. It's in the basement of uh, Ouija, the origins of evil. It's in the headboard of Gerald's game. Uh, it's in the walls of the house, uh, the haunting of Hill House. What? And it's in the Overlook ho uh, Hotel in Dr. Sleep. It is also in the House of Usher. Oh, I'm wow. just going to put that out there. If you haven't seen it. I didn't know it, he did Dr. Sleep. That's awesome. Mike, yeah. I'm going to keep my eye on you, Mike. Yeah, Mike Flanagan, so, everyone. Mike Flanagan. I didn't know he did all those. Right, oh, he yeah. is That's a awesome. phenomenal director, and like, yeah, just the fact that he literally uses this mirror, this Oculus mirror, and pretty mm -hmm. much anything that he directs is breathtakingly beautiful. And I, so this is where I nerded out, and I went and I like researched, <laughs> and I went onto YouTube, and I actually found where oh, they no. used it in the Fall of the House of Usher. Um, so did he do glass onion? I don't think so. I don't think so. No. Um, I will get back to you, Kim, on, uh, who actually directed that, but I do not think it was him. Um, but I will get back to you. It's the same person that did Knives Out. If you haven't seen Glass Onion, it's the sequel of Knives Out. Both mm -hmm. are also phenomenal uh, movies. And the Glass Onion is actually on uh, Netflix right now as well. That's actually Rian Johnson directed Glass Onion. So oh, you, yeah. you said that he used, this Oculus is in all his movies? Yeah. And TV so shows. It's, so it's similar to the, uh, the 1973 Oldsmobile Delta 88 that makes an appearance in the evil dead and most of Sam Raimi's movies, every single one of Sam Raimi's movies. Yeah. So Sam Raimi did the, uh, it's an ugly boat of a car. It's, it's, it's a yellow car. <laughs> yeah. It's a yellow. Beast. It makes a, an appearance in every single one of uh, Sam Raimi's movies. Kim actually saw the the mirror. So that, yeah, it's I have to it's, check this out, man. You guys are making cool. us want to watch Fall House of Usher right now. I'm, I'm watching it right now. As soon as we're off here, actually, I'm going to go watch it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, super great show. Um, if you, it's actually like it is a um, horror type uh, show, so uh, definitely recommend it. Just um, what I seen off of episode one, yeah, was crazy. And if the rest of the series is like that, then yeah, it is actually also in yes. Midnight Mass. If you haven't seen that as well, that is also a good mm. uh, show that is on Netflix. I watched a couple episodes. So I don't know why I stopped. So the the fall of the House of Usher actually like each episode is named after an Edgar Allan uh, mm -hmm. story. I did um, notice that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, and that actual episode goes into kind of like resembling that, um, like the Larue Morgue and the Telltale Heart and yep. Black Dog, yep. all that stuff. Yep, <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Uh, Super great. So this was the the one thing that I was like, I need to gush about this because 
Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, when amazing. I found that oh, yeah. out, I was like, I need to do a bunch of research. And um, it, yeah, it, it was really great. Um, you, you, you know what I did like about Oculus is what? that how it drained the energy. The plants. Of li- the plants. Of the plants. <laughs> And yes. it did it to the dog. I remember that. Like, yes. I haven't seen that movie in a while, but I remember, like, it drained the energy of the plant. And then I think it started doing it to the dog. Mm-hmm. And at first, I kind of thought the sister was a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. She's like, watch, you know, just watch. And then you like seeing like the plants dying. And then, like, I think I remember, guys, correct me, like, then the dog, I think the mm-hmm. dog died. Yeah. And yep. then, like, the dog died. They had and a like, dog growing up too. And that's how she, that's why she got the dog was because she was actually trying yeah. to say that her brother didn't kill their parents. Right. Um, as a synopsis, I'm not going to say much more after that, but right. the reason why all of this was happening was because she wanted to prove it was the mirror. It was the mirror that right. did all of this. Um, so, like, the temperature changed, and the they had, like, the thermal cameras. She had, like, timers and everything set. Uh, such a great prepared. movie. Such yeah, a great movie. it was... I remember that came out. I think we went to the theaters. Yeah, I think we did. That, Eric. Yeah, that was it was a really good movie. Yeah, I highly recommend that one. Yeah, good, yeah, good pick, Tay. Good it's pick, it. girl. I like that. So I actually have three more fun facts about this movie. Oh, there sorry, so many, <laughs> No, 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 it's all good. Um, but there are so many fun facts and good trivia about this movie um, that I wanted to talk about, like, just a couple more. Uh, so uh, this is actually Karen Gillian's first American role ever. Like this is her first American role. Um, Yo, she's got a- so she was actually uh, picked as the first choice to play Kaylee because uh, Mike Flanagan was such a big fan of her Doctor Who work. Okay. Yes. Uh, well, her backstory is really sad and I'm glad she's doing great now. I don't know her backstory. So she lost her uh, parents and her brother, I think, like, I forgot. She lost her parents at one point, and then it was on one of her birthdays, her brother passed as well. Oh, my God. And then it was shortly after that she got her first star and role. Mm-hmm. And it all kind of happened like boom, boom, boom. So. That's wow. terrible. That's wild. That's, oh my goodness. that's so sad. But anyway, on to better, happier things. Happier notes. Um, Oculus was actually filmed. How many? Who wants to guess? And how many days do you think this movie was filmed? Because it's in days, Three. not weeks. Three. No. No. It's uh, Fourteen. <laughs> Anybody else? Oh. Nope. More. Yeah. EJ, what you got? Five. Twenty-four. Oh. Only filmed in twenty-four days. This entire <laughs> movie was just filmed. AD, like six hundred sixty-six. <laughs> <laughs> that would be in school though <laughs> yeah um uh, so it was only filmed in uh 24 days and i thought that was like pretty neat um that is yeah uh so my last recommendation that i have for y'all is the boogeyman uh this is <gasps> a remake um yeah. it came out in 2023 so this year <laughs> jen you good <laughs> <laughs> I hope I do this justice. Um, so it's pretty much the synopsis is a dad that just doesn't believe in his daughters until it's too late. He just doesn't listen to them. Um, 
their mother passed and they're all going through, you know, that very dark time in your lives when tragedy hits. Uh, but then his, um, his youngest daughter starts seeing things and they're seeing like a therapist, go see a therapist, obviously. Right. Um, and then the older daughter starts seeing the things as well. Um, so it's, it's a very good, uh, movie. Um, so Boogeyman is actually a film adaptation of a short story that is written by the none other than Stephen King. Yes, the King. It is so good. The King. Yeah. The King. Yes, the King. <laughs> this short story was originally featured in uh, March of 1973, and it was the issue of the um, Calavir uh, magazine. You're right, AD. I see you, AD. <laughs> Listen to your kids. Listen to your kids. <laughs> Unless they're full um, of shit and then don't. Uh, and then this was a collection of short stories that were all written by King. Um, and this was just one of them that was just in there. And they made this into an actual movie. Um, one other like cool thing that I found about uh, this movie is that there's a painting of a turtle um, that's visible in the Harper's home. And the turtle actually holds an important place in Stephen King's lore. I didn't go too far into that uh, just because I thought that was going to be a rabbit hole and we still have to go through each oh, it places. Is. It's uh, phenomenal. Yeah, so if you guys Definitely don't know, go that, ahead. Then, yeah. yeah, go ahead and research that. Um, get your rabbit hole on. Uh, but uh, that's all I have for taste choices and um, recommendations. Awesome. I like them. Good job. Thank you. That boogeyman yeah. is not disappointing. Yeah, that was probably one of the best this year I've seen. Um, actually, yes. probably a couple of years as far as um, a good a good horror movie that didn't go over the top or under you know underwhelm you. It was mm -hmm. it was good, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really I really <laughs> enjoyed it. I felt like it did just enough to to build that suspense and uh, not give you the cliche to uh, jump scares, but it was still you hey. know it was good. It's Leia. Leia's the little girl. Oh my god, she is. That's the little girl that plays Leia. Are we really no. talking right. about? Yeah, I mean, again, I didn't yeah. Yeah, I didn't research series. the characters at all because I didn't yeah. recognize them. So I was just like, whatever. Like they yeah. were kind of like no names. I thought it's me, but well the the dad. <clears throat> It's actually kind of funny because before Eric and I watched this movie, we decided to have like a old movie night and we watched the, uh, what was it called? The Devil? It's called Devil. It's so do you remember the movie Shyamalan. where they're like, Devil. Yeah. And they're all riding in an elevator. There's six people riding in an elevator. And <clears throat> there's a, a, a detective who is... Um, called on to the scene and he's trying to figure out like what happened because there's somebody that like committed suicide and jumped off the side of the building. The detective is the dad. Yeah, it just so happened that we didn't know that when we, we watched the yeah. movie, but we watched Boogeyman after and boom, there he is again. I was like, wow. We're like, hey, that's the dad. I'm like, that guy looks really familiar. So that's the dad. But if you guys are like, I'm a huge M. Night Shyamalan fan. Oh, the, are you talking about Devil, Devil? Kaylee? Yeah, it's it's probably one of M Night Shyamalan better uh, uh, on like transition to screen because sometimes his story his story 
card for that screen transition, but this one was this one was done well and um yeah. Uh, for sure. It has so it has many different aspects to bring that fear to you, be it supernatural fear, um claustrophobia, um Damn. fear of strangers. Um, <laughs> yeah. I took the stairs like a motherfucker. I don't blame <laughs> you, dude. Yeah. So it, it was done very well, I thought, um especially cuz it was so small, like it wasn't something that was like a huge Hollywood blockbuster. They probably kicked that movie out in the in like a month or so. You know, yeah. didn't need a whole lot of stuff to, to pull that movie off, but it was done very who is, well. Who is that? Do you remember that girl? The young hot one in the elevator. Oh, do you remember um, her name? She's the one that's in the the hollow and the uh, hollow skyline two and malicious. She does a lot of those horror or sci-fi. Um, I can't remember her name. I'm looking <laughs> it up right now. Stand by. Bohana Novakovic. Bohana Novakovic. So if you if you watch um, Devil, she's actually in another really uh, man. We're gonna go on forever and ever about recommending yeah, movies, going. but she's in another another really good movie called The Hollow, where the it's set good. in um, Ireland, and it has a lot to do with fairies. But it's not that kind of cute fairies like Tinkerbell. It's like actual yeah. evil fairies, real fairies. Yeah. Me. It is so good. If you guys have never watched The Hollow, you have to watch it. Like I remember, we looked for that movie for the longest time. Yeah, I bought it. And, I mean, we, it was just a chance watch because yeah. ever since I watched Dog Soldiers, anytime the British put out a scary movie, I watch Ooh. it because even if it's not the best as far as special effects go or whatever, they put their all into it with their fifteen actors that oh. they have over there in Britain because they're in every movie they ever make. It's the same guys. <laughs> yeah. But, when they put out a movie, they put it all in there. And I mean, they, they sell you a scary movie. What what you what you're paying for. I mean, everything I've ever watched from them that was uh, you know, I picked up like that. I was like, wow, I was I never yeah. left feeling well, like, oh man, I just watched something so stupid. Like it when we watched uh yeah. the Breach, Their which was an stories are so movie good. we watched recently. It was like the yeah, so you want a sleeper so scary good. movie? Anything that's coming out of Korea and Japan right now, as far as horror goes, there's go zombie watch movies it. are good. Yeah. yeah, they are phenomenal. The mm -hmm. Last Train to Busan. If you've not watched Excellent. that, and the new one, the new one too, both the of them or something like that. Yeah, yeah, both yeah. of them phenomenal. Oh, The Kingdom yeah. was a great series on Netflix too. That was Korean. Yeah, uh, The Kingdom, Kingdom talks yep. about the Korean version of like a vampire. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's like a slash between a ghoul and a vampire. It's awesome. Yep. It's a great well, movie. one movie that the Koreans did about um literally about COVID, but it was before COVID actually happened. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's like uh I can't remember the name, but yeah, they yeah. did a really good right. job. It was a good movie, but and then they have um they they adapted a it was what what are those like comments the kids read the um manga? Not manga. They read it online, like those little online oh, the web comics. The little web yeah, webtoons. Are you talking about yeah. the creepy pasta? Well, it's a webtoon. It's, there's a bunch of different uh, ones, but there was one in particular. It was a horror God, one, good. and um, it was made into a a K drama that was like almost word for word for the um, the webtoon. Except for the they changed the ending, which the webtoon ending is a lot better mm. but it's still good nonetheless mm. those usually are pretty good 
but yeah, anything coming out of Korea and Japan from as far as horror related yeah, yeah. goes, perfection. Tay Tay, what else you got, sis? No, that's it. Uh, those were my three picks, and we're ready for EJ's choices. Eric, awesome, what you got, darling. Tell okay. us, tell us. All right, so in honor of uh, the um, <gasps> ring of fire eclipse that we had. The uh, ring of fire. Ring of fire. I was, I was thinking about our whole, you know, cosmic situation. So I kind of went the route of a, a little bit different for our Halloween scare here. But uh, Jen, anybody but Jen jump in at any moment when you can <gasps> identify the, the movie I'm referencing. It's kind of old. Uh, AD, it was in color, just so you know. I mean, <laughs> the, my build up to the name of the movie, though, is not colored. So I'm going to start there. We're going to go. If you know what it is, go ahead and jump on and tell us. But I'll, I'll, I'll eventually reveal my first pick. Um, it's inspired from a 1938 novel called Who Goes There? So that was not color. Is it Tommy? Um, that was written by John W. Campbell. Go ahead. Jeff, were you it? Tommy you Knockers? Tommy Knockers. Oh, no. Oh. I guess so. Um, the next one was The Thing from Another World, filmed in 1951. It was written by Charles Lederer, and that was black and white, A.D. And then they both led to the movie, which is probably my all-time favorite sci-fi horror, called The Thing in 1982, Ooh. made by John Carpenter. The Goat. The Goat! The Goat! The Goat of the Anthologies is John Carpenter. So, I love that movie. The Thing, um, like I said, is inspired by a novel called Who Goes There, which is almost verbatim for the 1982 movie. So if you ever want to read the story that led to it, um, who goes there? 1938, John W. Campbell. Um, it's very insightful for someone from 1938 to think of all this stuff with a, uh, an extraterrestrial life form. Um, so I'm smiling because I anyway, love this movie. <laughs> uh, 1982, John Carpenter uh, put out this movie. The screening for it alone had people walking out or not wanting to watch it. There are scenes Sports. in that movie uh, to this day, even being that it's so old, that the practical effects make amazing. I mean, they make it yeah. amazing. Some of it's hard to watch directly if you, you know, yeah. you know like, um, for now I'm not, it's not a, it's not a gore fest. Trust me. So a quick synopsis of the movie, a U.S. outpost located in Antarctica. Uh, they stumble upon a mystery involving a, a campsite nearby of Norwegian scientists. Kind of bleeds into their camp. And when this happens, they have a discovery of an extraterrestrial spacecraft and the recovery of one of its passengers. From there, the story goes on. But mainly, if you look at this movie, um, you'll see a lot going on. When you watch this movie, you, it, you'll see parallels to a lot of stuff that you've probably seen within the last 20 years. That either um, That's a good one, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that would have been Steve a good Spielberg. guess, too. But uh, there's, there's so many aspects here. I, I kind of like it because it's got the man versus the unknown, of course, with extraterrestrial. Okay. But you also got man versus man. If you've watched movies like Mist, um, Ooh, the Mist, fucking uh, amazing. There's so many movies where man versus man, Walking Dead basically boils down to that. It's yeah. not the evil outside that you got to worry outside, it's the evil within, you know, mm. the evil that man can do upon each other. And that is that is very present in this uh, the level of distrust and so forth that comes along and uh, mm -hmm. the question no. um, and then there's also man versus environment. You're you're in the most desolate place on the planet. 
<laughs> you're in Antarctica, man. You can't survive outside of your camp for longer than five minutes, mm-hmm. you know, without the proper equipment. So there's no going away. And that kind of brings the whole thing together. Not only do you have this unknown factor, and then you've got a situation where you're dealing with other people that you don't know if you could trust and your life's in danger. You're not going anywhere. Winter's setting in. Winter in Antarctica uh, means no way. we may not like this, but we're stuck together for the next, you know, five months. It's I'll, like I'll, day after tomorrow. All like, I can yeah. see is that scene in the movie yeah, where they're exactly. tied to the fucking chair. <laughs> tied to the damn chair. Exactly. Let me out of this fucking so, chair. I mean, thinking about that this movie, 1982, it has some of the best practical effects as far as makeup um, that's been done. Now there's going to be some scenes that, especially if you're a fan of uh, more modern movies, Ooh. you're going to be like, that, was, that wasn't the best. But man's 1982. Dude, okay? 30 Days a Night was phenomenal. That's and, a great one too. And you secretly, I mean, it was another it's situation. It's a sleeper. isolation. You know, the threat to your life. Oh, my tissue. The, you know, the growing threat around you. So, Thirty Days a Night has a lot of those parallels as well. Mm-hmm. Um, this, I mean, seeing that it's based on a 1938 novel, it has aliens in it. It has assimilation, um, cloning. Um, I can't handle the dogs, though. It's a lot of yeah. It's a lot of things that you don't think someone would have thought of before the husky. World War. I don't know what that husky ever did to anybody, but yeah, I, I almost bought that figure last week. They had oh, that it's figure. beautiful, man. They have some beautiful it figures is, coming yeah. out. They do. And then um, they got the mirror face of the thing figure as well. That's really cool. Oh, I know. Yeah, that was amazing, too. It, one of the promotional posters for the movie, just a little um, backstory, they actually used a mirror to reflect light. So mm-hmm. a lot of people rel- relate that poster, that advertisement, to the light coming off the face of what, what appears to be a man standing there. It's basically the dark silhouette of a man. Mm-hmm. But what they really were going for at first was that the mirror would reflect your own images or not exactly you. So it kind oh. of references the idea that it's... That's creepy. Is it him or is it, you know, it's a, a broken version of <laughs> you, him or you, a, a scattered, you, you, not perfect you. version of that person. Um, here's the cool thing, what I thought is still cool to this day. The ending of that movie, I don't know. Are we going to ruin the movie? Are we, are you uh, I, don't get want, there, yeah, I don't want to ruin it, but I know what you mean. And that was one of my points. Jeff brings up exactly. I think me and Jeff are both on multiple fan sites that talk about that. But the movie's ending is debated to this day. Fans nobody knows the answer. Whether or not, in the end, who survives, who doesn't. One person trust, knows the answer. Only one person knows the answer. And he wrote the fucking movie, and he is still to this yeah, he's day. Still, I mean, he's the goat, man. Never he's told throw it out there. He, he who it is a little bit that it could be either way, you know. And you're just like, oh, John. But it, it's really great. I mean, people Some to this awesome. day, there's like charts, there's graphs where people have tried to figure out the rate of change and in infection, like who was infected, when did it happen, where did the alien attack first, and you know, people will argue that fact to this day. Who the last survivors are. Like I mean, shit. Um, is it real? It doesn't make the movie any less or more, whatever you view in the end, how you see it. But the point is to watch it. And I mean, you can follow that yourself. You can make it down and you might be the one to f- figure it all out and, you know, enlighten us all. And then he's still not going to tell you the correct answer. <laughs> Even if you had it, he'd probably be like, that's, no. That's John Carpenter, though. <laughs> yeah. He literally still to this day gets like thousands of letters in the mail asking, like, hey, and he, people send him these charts that EJ is talking about, and he has told people to stop sending pe- him that stuff yeah. because 
he's never going to tell you the answer because it'll ruin the mystery you know what i mean and that's part of what makes the movie so great um just you know mm -hmm. i mean famous faces that you'll recognize uh kurt russell this was sort of a breakout thing for kurt mm -hmm. russell it's in the time and the near the same time as uh escape from new york because previously kurt russell was a, a disney actor believe it or not he did disney movies in his uh youth so mm -hmm. these when you saw escape from new york i mean that's pretty gritty you know and Some then this, snake lispin yeah he was snake i mean but you get this you get uh rj mccready he's probably one of sci-fi's greatest you know uh characters as well a uh, good old henry swanson if anybody's a uh a big trouble <laughs> little kind of fan um, <laughs> i love um, that movie keith david if you're a fan of oh, any, Keith David, if you're a fan of sci-fi, you know the Keith David. I mean, that man is on the top list of the goat, man. I mean, greatest of all time. His voice is unmistakable. It's it's just like it's amazing. It's from anime well, think... to Disney movies to oh, recently, side note, I'm playing Call of Duty and they did a whole haunting uh, Halloween special, and you can get Spawn as your skin. He or was Spawn Alston in the TV series. Yeah, he voiced Alston Spawn before he becomes Spawn. So he voiced Mortal Kombat too. Yes, Spawn yeah. like a character. Yes, he okay. is. He's he plays the voice of Spawn in that too. Yeah, and his voice is on the game. It was so awesome. I was playing. It. I was like, oh shit, that's good. Yeah, I heard. That. I mean, he's one of my heroes. And he's, so. he's, he plays at the Gargoyles too. Yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. it's amazing. Everything. Anyway, yeah, Wilford Brimley, which everyone knows from the uh, Quaker Oats and the Diabetes. Um, but he's actually a great actor. And yeah, in fact, he's been in so much from you like know, the firm, yeah. I think, all the way through the 80s. He's always played an uh, important role, usually like that wise character. Um, and this spawned into a, a, a sequel that took uh, like two decades to come out. But the sequel had a, um, is, is basically more of a prequel. It's not a sequel. It's a prequel of everything that happened up to the 1982 movie. What led the Norwegian camp to be in the situation it was that bled off into the the a U.S. camp? Um, mm -hmm. Mary Elizabeth Winstead's in it, and uh, you might know her as Miss Obi Wan or uh, Harrison Dula from the recent uh, Osaka series. So um, you know, there's there's six degrees right there. We always trace it back to Star Wars or something else that um, that we can, love. But um, can I, I get a shout out to movie. Mary Elizabeth? We don't want to just identify you as Mrs. Obi Wan, girl. Yeah. You're you're a badass in your own right. Just saying. Absolutely, that. absolutely. Chef's absolutely. Kiss. Um, but amazing. another another person that I liked from the uh, prequel from 2000, I think it's 2011. Let me double check. Um, <clears throat> While you're looking at that, one thing I did want to point out that AD said is that that kind of makes it more relatable because there's not always things in your life that are complete or that have definitive answers so that's why that ending is kind of so unsettling because it's so much like life yeah mm -hmm. like you don't well, he know. did leave the and camp that's, and that's why it makes it so unsettling they do leave but mm -hmm. you still never know who is who but is you, in who's possessed that's why yeah. it's and so unsettling and, uh, you know what i mean he's right just other media that it might you might have uh, seen before. There's a video game. I think it was 2004. Um, a lot of people still love that game. Um, it was one of the few times the AI was actually more interactive, and you kind of had to play along to see who to make yeah. allies with. So people yeah. enjoyed that fact because it mirrored the movie. 
And the video is actually the only real sequel made to date. It actually follows very from the very end of the first 1982 movie, or the 1982 movie. That's not the first one. But the 1982 movie, it follows, it starts at the end of that. You're part of a rescue team that ends up in Antarctica. So um, the video game has a lot of uh, cult following. It's, it's, but it, you know, it's PlayStation 2, Xbox uh, technology. But I mean, it's still to this day, a lot of people love it. So he does know. He does know who it is. He just won't say. Yeah. And I mean, he's he he's he's kind of he'll at least step up to tell people when it's not when what when their theory is wrong. But he won't give the exact answer. But he'll say, you know, oh, that's good. That's a good theory. You're close, but that's not what I meant. With that's the a good. That's a good writer. Yeah. yeah. And There's I mean, Carpenter uh, doing Carpenter things. He's had yeah. a lot of strong influences from the the Thing movie. I mean, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the series Helix. It was on Sci-Fi. Mm-hmm. Um, it was supposed to be the uh, Sci-Fi Channel series of the thing. It was supposed to carry on. Um, hmm. I have to put that out. Name and funding, it fell through, so they came out with Helix. And the first season of Helix is really good. And then you have McFarlane made a toy line that, of collectibles. It's just beautiful. That's what uh, Jeff was referencing earlier. Um, it recreates a lot of the practical effects. <laughs> Uh, yes, petty. <laughs> Carpenter is the petty of petty. Um, Dark Horse Comics has a series run on it. Um, it's beautifully dr- drawn. Um, it holds a place in a lot of people's hearts. Uh, like I said, ending still very debated to this day. Um, there's rumor, rumor right now. Just letting y'all know. Okay, this is not founded. We haven't we haven't uh, gotten an official from US uh, USDN isn't officially approving it yet, but rumor <laughs> is that they've already talked about a sequel and uh, <gasps> Carpenter's on board. Uh, he would really like to see a, a continuation of the story, whether or not it carries with any of the original characters. But if he's on board, at least you know the um, quality of the story should be intact. Because and uh, those rumors have picked up quite a bit here recently. Yeah, and I'm sure, so. yeah. I'm sure Carpenter already has a sequel on the shelf because it's, it's Carpenter. It's what he does. Exactly. And I'm sure he, he could pull it off the shelf at any moment. Yeah. I want Kurt Russell. I want Keith David. And I want Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Thank you. <laughs> I know. Yeah. That's what, I want that. Please. Thank you. I won't argue that. I will. I'm on board either way. Yeah. John, if you're listening. Point out. Yes, Can I just point out the fact that Jen took off her headset that has the sound to try to hear EJ without the sound? <laughs> Can I just point that uh, out? Because that was hilarious to me. We call that Jen <laughs> around for, here. It's time for another shot, apparently. Tay, a... Tay gets me. Tay, you get me. You get my soul. Um, <laughs> anyway, so like I said, that's just a rumor. Um, it's not founded yet. But Jeff is right. It's been ongoing for about a year now that it's been thrown around. Whether it be a TV show or an uh, actual movie is yet to be seen. Um, yeah, whether it be Netflix or Amazon, I wouldn't care either way. I would, yeah. I would be like a kid in front of the TV on a Saturday morning watching it. Yeah, I mean to see the it's return, a bowl of cereal. I mean, it's it it's it'd be a dream of mine to see that you know story uh, carried on. Um, the idea behind it, especially I don't want to throw out any spoilers, but if you ever get a chance to watch the 1982 The Thing. Um, Kurt Russell, um, Keith David, uh, John Carpenter. If you get a chance to watch through it, just tell me if, if in the end, if you actually wouldn't like to see a continuation of that story. It didn't let um, me off this motherfucking couch. Yeah, it, <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, so 
that's my first that's my overall big pick it's what i i wanted to go over and basically because there's so much stuff with it so many directions you can go uh theories that have been thrown out i wanted to give that to the you know to our our friends and viewers just so you could see uh you want to go and you can go back and double check versus the book there's so many ways to enjoy this especially in this season um it is a horror it is a sci-fi at its core uh, very very um very well thought out. It's one of those things like we were talking about possible, you know, possible something terrible, scary because it could happen. Okay. We don't know what alien life would be like. We don't know what we could come across. Um, the idea that the, an alien life form could be out there. That's uh, more, you know, let's say more plant-like more bio, uh, like, like a uh, more viral. We don't know. We don't know what it would be like. So in my eyes, a lot of those movies, even the ones we discussed prior on usdn like the the predator series and uh the the references to aliens anytime you're dealing with something that's extraterrestrial or something in the unknown we can't say it's impossible we don't know what they would be like we don't know how it would be so it is a very possible fear or possible horror as opposed to something like we can all kind of agree that we haven't come across bigfoot yet so a bigfoot horror movie as 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 people may enjoy it the possibility of it is less less real than hey we came across a life form oh. it's, it's like that different. florida gator mu- movie i can't remember what it was called but there's a no. movie out there about like a hurricane that hits and then there's a <laughs> gator like gator tornado i can't gator remember Kane. what it's called Somebody... oh, oh 80s 80s got me <laughs> oh annihilation if Is i may if i may quote no, no, annihilation is with natalie portman yeah, that wasn't that movie. That movie was amazing, but that's not the movie I was talking about. But to quote Fox Mulder, they're out there. Yeah. So, um, See what I did with there. that idea, my second movie, my second choice was also an extraterrestrial movie. Um, it's I, I I moved closer to to modern time with this one. 1988. Yes, it's color 80. 1988. It was almost in the 90s. So it's called The Blob. Um, it's a remake because the original was in the 50s. All right. And then you had what, another one in 1972, color? which no. everyone forgot. <laughs> I don't think it was. <laughs> the blob in the ninth and the, the late 80s. Um, it's it's basically a meteor crashes to Earth outside a small American town. Mm-hmm. Um, slimy organism ends up attaching to a homeless man. There it just kind of spirals out of control. Okay. Once again, we're running into man versus the unknown. But it, it also has that same aspect, the man versus man. Um, a young man versus authority, you know, kind of the similar tracks that happen when you bring in people that we've talked about earlier, where you got these 20, 30 somethings playing high school people. Yeah. Mm. You know, fighting against the man. Um, it's, it's definitely, I, I, I brought this one up because I thought that it's done well as far as the <laughs> practical, technical. Like, <laughs> um, the practical <laughs> effects are interest are, are done well, but I think like, what where this this movie succeeds is one is is the 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 lighting lighting is something i feel like a lot of these movies are failing to with more oh. of the recent horror movies can it's can i point something out really quick since jeff kind of got my brain on the x files that was actually something that the director chris carter was really big on is that when mulder and scully were investigating things the only thing that you could see was with their flashlight. 
-hmm. illuminated. So I, I a hundred percent agree with you, Eric, is that it's lighting is so important because that light draws your eyes to that area. I that was something agree. that, uh, the Ed's files did so yeah, damn perfect. well. Yeah. Oh, Chris 100%. Carter was a genius with that. He was. And I'll always ref like refer back to stuff to and say the Etz files did it. I know recently Tay was we was like, oh, there's something you know, it was something she was talking about. And I was like, oh yeah, there's an episode of the Etz files about that. Yeah. yeah. So there's always something that you could say, oh, there's an Etz files episode about that. Yeah, and I mean, actually, yeah. you don't want to go too dark. You don't want it to be to where nobody could see what's going on. But Chris Carter had the perfect balance, like. They'd stand in a room where the flashlight light was just enough to where you could see maybe part of Mulder's face, a little bit of Scully, but the rest, they're looking at the scene. They're directing mm -hmm. your eyes to what the director wants you to see. Mm -hmm. Instead of so, the screen being all lit up and we're seeing all this action, all this CGI, all this, it's like, it's almost, it's almost overwhelming. And, and it's a cost effective way of doing business as well. well. It's a cost effective way. Too is that if you ever play any sort of like role playing game, it, it actually kind of reminds me of that a little bit. Is because when you're playing a role playing game and you have to roll to like search for things, you have to be very specific about what you're looking for. You can't just say, Well, oh, I look around the room. You have to say, Okay, I, I'm you know, what do I see? Do I see this? Okay, I want to go check this out. And you have to roll every time. And it kind of reminds me of that because you have to be very specific and what you're looking at and he kind of like almost pat yeah he almost pantomimes it through like Mulder and scully when he's looking at things like i can't i can't praise that enough like that was such a smart decision on the director and like creator yeah i mean you think so about the it. evil within if you ever played that yeah. is that way yeah. like you have to keep your light on yeah that silent movie was scary yeah silent, silent hill the same way the flashlight is a is a key and I mean, Five Nights mm -hmm. at Freddy's. Yeah, yeah that one exactly. too. Yeah. When you think about it, most of the movies that you you know may yeah. have stirred the most fear or anticipation of fear or suspense. If you think about it, a lot of more darker, you know, AD brought up a good point. Alien Requiem was considered very dark. If you ever get a mm -hmm. chance to watch it again and turn up the brightness and contrast on your TV, it's actually pretty good. I've seen it to where, you know, but the, that director made the mistake of muddying the picture by bringing it way too dark. Mm. Yeah. But um, there's the opposite. Yeah. You know, you could go either way, but I feel like today we get a lot of stuff that's CGI and in order for CGI to work, they seem to throw too much light into the into the moment or too much action into the moment. Right. And uh, it, it kills. They got to get the most out of the CGI because they're paying heavily for it. Yeah. So anyway, as it applies to the blob, I feel like the practical effects, the lighting really make it work. And the fact that it mm -hmm. makes you feel the movie constantly pushes you in a direction like they're fleeing. So you're constantly feeling that need to get away. So let's escape. Yeah, that you gotta find fight or safe. flight kind of, you know, yeah. mm -hmm. that fight or flight, the, the suspense of are they going to be safe mm -hmm. in this new room that they found or on top of this building or in this car? Can they get away? It, it constantly continues. So that that was I felt like a um, a good contrast, whereas the thing is like the 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 anticipation and the waiting and then the confinement. Mm -hmm. We can't get away. And then you go to the blob and it's like, we've got to get away. We've got yeah. to get out of here. You know, so it was, it was a good contrast of the two. But si yes, Kaylee, good. The Silent Hill is amazing when it comes to use of uh, light. And it, I, I love the movies. They they made off of that, too. I did, too. People, I know a lot of people don't like people them, it. but I enjoyed them. Even the spinoffs of the movies. 
Yeah. And the backstories and everything else they've done around that has been good. Mm-hmm. Yep. I agree. I agree completely. Mm-hmm. Um, Silent Hill, I'm waiting for the re-release, the remake of the Silent Hill 2 for PS5. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably my favorite mm-hmm. one out of the series next to um, Origins, I think. is Origins. Origins. It was on yep. the PSP. It was it was a great game. The only uh, thing I didn't like about story. that one is because it was on PSP. Yeah. And you didn't really get the full effect of it but it was a great game because i mean you're playing you're playing from the stories that you've already seen but you're playing as the truck driver that's only seen partially in in uh silent hill 2 so you see see his from his perspective how everything unravels during this whole story and uh it's pretty neat plus i like the fact that the creators of those stories made multiple endings so it's not the same for everyone yeah you can go through and have an ending that has to do with UFOs, or you could play through and have an ending that has to do with Satan and hell, you know? So <laughs> it, it was it was definitely interesting to take on the survival horror genre for a game. Um, so my last pick, uh, I came back down to earth for this one. Uh, wanted to go a little <laughs> classic to, to, to complete it. But uh, this one's, a, a, I feel, is an obscure movie. We just happened upon it one night. Um, I uh, don't know if any, very many people seen it, so I hope that if you haven't, you give it a chance and check it out. Um, this is along those lines of a, a more of a found footage or documentary style movie. Uh, I know I noticed uh, AD had mentioned that that he had liked that since uh, Cloverfield. So uh, this came out in 2013. It's called Afflicted. Oh, um, good pick, babe. Uh, Afflicted is a Sorry. it's a story of two best friends who set out on the trip of a lifetime. Like they're at the end of their college years, they're gonna do this one trip before they settle into their lives. You know what I mean? And uh, oh, yes, Ed's seen it. Document Sorry. the trip and post it. Awesome, Ed. They're gonna post it online for their friends to follow as they go on this trip of a lifetime. During the trip, though, they've made uh, you know they're 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 trying to live it up to the fullest. Their trip takes a dark turn when decisions are made, and uh, basically ends up being a uh, um um choices are made. And the repercussions, one of the, the two friends, Derek, is now having to deal with being afflicted with some unknown uh, ailment or change. Okay? Um, I definitely wish everyone could check it out. I view it as it's got a lot of different uh, aspects for man versus morality. Um, mm-hmm. as, as the story goes and he feels this affliction taking hold of him on his trip, he has to do, you know, deal with the fact, am I, am I going to die? Is my life just starting? Am I going to die? So, you know, that's going on in there. His friend's trying to be supportive, but at the same time, they're scared. They don't really understand what's going on. And you're watching it all unravel as it goes forward. Um, Is that the one with the pigs where they, like, go up to, like, a farm? Or am I thinking of a different – it is that movie. They do go up to a farm in it. Um, Yeah, and there are pigs there. Okay, I know exactly what movie you're talking about. Sorry. That's like a random part of the movie. That is a very random part. That's okay. I know what you're I, talking I am, about, though. I am surprised and 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 impressed at the same time. Yeah, yeah. pigs. Um, out of the whole movie, takes out. Is that the one with the pigs? Well, I didn't want to like ruin yeah, the, part of the movie, so I was For just sure. like, pigs. There are pigs. pigs. Like that's all. That's I- a good. That's a good way to call it out without, yeah, giving spoilers. But um, I say this is like I said. It's got man versus morality, man versus himself, as far as urges and. And uh, the debate of power versus responsibility, uh, man versus the future, the unknown again, but in a sense of time. 
uh, your destiny. Can you change your destiny? Um, a lot. There's no mainstream actors. Okay, if you look this movie up, nobody's going to stand I was just out. Looking it up. So it makes it all the so, more feel feel more real. You know, when you like, you feel so. Um, you're really immersed in this story. That this guy's struggle. Yeah. So uh, cool. I hope you guys check it out. Um, the plot summary and everything. I'm trying to. I, I shared a little bit with you. Is from directly from IMDb. <laughs> I, I took portions there to so you could get. Uh, you can find it on there. Yes, that's the movie. Correct. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Linda. <laughs> you know, I, I remember watching that movie and they did that that found footage kind of thing, documentary style so well. I'm like, I remember sitting there and watching with you, Eric, and I'm like, dude, is this real? I'm it like, I know it's real, not real. Yeah. But it, it literally felt real. looks so real. Yeah. Yeah, like, and the the the, the job. effects they incorporate in it are very simple effects, but they use it to the to the full extent to where it looks yeah. real. I mean, enough to make you question whether or not what you're watching is real. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. not to the not to the ridiculousness like the Blair Witch, where they're like, "Oh, is this a true story?" And we're gonna shake the camera so much you don't know if it's true because it's. I'm gonna shake my camera, okay? Don't yeah, I mean, up. it wasn't like that. It was done like they used enough little moments to where you're like, "This seems very real." Yeah, it's like well, a wide shot, and then you see like different things come into frame, and you're like, "Oh shit, it's the bitch!" Yeah, so <laughs> it's definitely if you get bitch. a chance, uh, check it out. Um, I, I hope you like it. Um, it's uh, probably my favorite uh, point of view documentary style movie. So, and that's the last of my recommendations. Uh, Excellent. Have any inputs? Let me know. Yeah, excellent recommendation. Love that absolutely. movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh that, yeah. I haven't seen the other two that you were talking about, um, but the Afflicted is actually one that I have seen. And while you were talking about it, I realized that I had seen it. I've seen it yeah. multiple times, actually. But AD uh, mentioned it's one of his. He likes it, so I was like, "That's cool. We have a lot of same taste then." <laughs> I'm totally using that phrase when needed, Tay. Which phrase? The one with the pigs? The one with the pigs. <laughs> Is that the one? It's just going to be a thing now. Yes. Because there's a lot of app application for that. <laughs> yeah, having a conversation Hannibal, with the where they have yeah, the Hannibal has pigs. Pit. Yeah, but um, um, Snatch. Snatch has yeah. pigs. Snatch has pigs. Babe. Um, Bricktop feeds people pigs? to the pigs. So that's <laughs> there's a season pigs? of uh, American Horror Story. Where they have pigs. Pigs. Oh, I haven't uh, seen it yet. Yeah. Oh, Wild see it. It's disgusting. John Travolta. It's a bitch. Movie. Um, isn't that John Travolta? I don't know. That's a good. It's got pigs in it, right? Uh... That's the phrase. Oh shit! <laughs> it's the bitch. It's the bitch. It's the bitch. Oh, it's the bitch. But literally, when was, like man. as above, so below is another good movie. Uh, that is a good movie. Like yes. Catacombs. That good. And, that's yeah. one of the better I've, I've documentary style. Yeah. Uh, you know, point of view movies. It actually is done very well. I like the fact that it enters some of that puzzle and uh, you know, figuring out figuring out things more than just people running around screaming. Yeah. Because you know, I mean, yeah. I like Cloverfield Lane. Cloverfield. Is good. I didn't really care the for whole, the first one. No, no, you got all of them all the way through. The first one, if you go back and rewatch it after you've watched the newer ones, it makes a little bit more sense. But it's yeah, 
the story okay so the story in cloverfield is good it's the camera shaking that kind of kills it for me like i i think there was one thing that we talked about uh eric and i talked about where i wish that they would have had somebody with like maybe um something mounted or something like maybe even like one yeah. of the soldiers had something like mounted on them that could have been a little can. bit more yeah, stable. If you're running around with your phone and an explosion happens, you're going to shake. Yeah. Well, well, well my, I mean, if all that's happening, I'm going to drop the fucking camera. I'm like, fuck this. Exactly. I'm not going to be filming they, that the, stuff. The part that they lost me on Cloverfield is every single time something happens, they go back and grab the little video camera. I'm like, if there's giant bugs eating my friend, I am not going to go, you know what? I better go get that camera. Starship Stand Troopers? by. <laughs> hey, just, you know, they had mounted cameras in Starship Troopers, sometime, okay? Be it like, like the soldiers that showed up, they might have had a helmet on their, their head or, or you know, helmet with a cam or something that made sense as to why there's always a camera. Like yeah. a good example is the movie Quarantine, which is based mm. on Record, which is a mm. Spanish movie. Mm. But good. It's a news crew. So, of course, they're going to have the camera. Yeah. Now, Cloverfield, it's a going away party with a handheld. Yeah. I'm going to bring this everywhere. I'm about to go take a poop, and I'm going to bring this in there, too. Like, dude, that is so unrealistic. Like, the building's falling yeah. on my head. Grab the camera. <laughs> Hang on. Come on, man. It, it just... Sorry. It killed it for me because that... It, it just so it was so far off from you know if someone's getting eaten right next to you or a building falls on your best friend you're not sitting there going you know what that mini cam is going to be all I need to make sure this situation's better. No, Wait. but this generation with the TikToks, it is. Yeah, nowadays people would do that. Yeah. Yeah. Not back back then, way it's back in the day. World star. Cloverfield did it. World star. <laughs> this is going to be a world star, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's right. anyway. fucking horrible. You At guys least ready Cloverfield's for... better than Blair Witch when it comes to that. Blair yeah. Witch was just. That and the, the runny nose. Yeah. No, no Good. The boogers were epic. I'm cold. They were. I don't know if, if those were real or fake, but they they were some big old boogies. It's real. It's real. Are you talking about real. another movie? Have any of you seen The Exorcist of Emily Rose? Yes. <gasps> yes, actually. Yeah. I know. I loved you. That is the Ex- best. I love it. Based that on a movie. true exorcism, uh, it's this very sad story. Yeah. Yeah. But great film. Yeah, it was. Film. That movie. Oh my goodness. Actually, the uh, what is her name? Jennifer Carpenter. Mm-hmm. That was the first movie I really noticed her in. She, I want to say I read something in there that part of the reason why she got the part was because she was able to like contort her body mm. in certain mm. positions. Like when you see the demon that's like on her and she's all like all like this and stuff. Like mm. she could do that. Or when um she was like trying to reach for like the like the crucifix of Jesus and everything mm. when she was like leaning back. She actually did that. That wasn't special effects. I, I want to say I read something that um that said that was part she of the reason why she got that part. Mm. Yes, she's, she's very a Malibu. Fortunist in a in a circus before she got that job. She takes she's her college somewhere. She okay. lived in a box. All right. So, 
It's final shots and thoughts time. It is time for the closer of the event of tonight. Uh, thank you for everybody for tuning in um, for our very own USDN All Hallows Eve Part 1 episode. Uh, go ahead and watch uh, the USDN <laughs> Um, the USDM page for updates for All Hallows Eve Part 2 coming to you. Um, and Queens of Nerdum, we are coming back with Episode 6. If you guys don't remember, we did the Hogwarts Heroes. So we will be doing this Hogwarts Villains. That is yes. coming on the 18th of November Hello. at 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. Um, we also have our interview series. Uh, so if you guys can think of anybody, you yes, yes, Jeff, what's up? So if you have been watching the USDN page, friend of the podcast and a very talented artist was just picked up to do Thundercats. Our oh. man Drew. Is it Drew? Drew. Drew. Thundercats. And he posted up some of his, uh, he did a few redesigns on some of the characters. He made a couple of them a little bit more aggressive. And it, I'm, I'm digging it. Yeah. And uh, also Drew owes us an explanation on the Gargoyles movie. I'm getting, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Kaylee, Because we are actually getting a live action Gargoyles. Oh. No comment. He was sworn to secrecy by the first yeah, one. Yeah, I mean, this is true, too. He can't. He but, can't do so, that. He tells us they'd have but to it's all him. good. He, He'd he be did eviscerated say, by ninjas. He did say to hit him up. And he would come on. And hit give him up some talk. And so we're going to try to get him back on to talk some Thundercat action. That's awesome. And I, I do know some of he's got a cover. David Nakayama's got a cover. There's probably going to be about 12 covers in total for just the first issue maybe wow. more as we get closer to time and uh <laughs> kaylee said drew literally lied while he drew his pictures he, he probably <laughs> he, said... does, he does have to sign ndas and stuff like that so there is certain things that he cannot talk about Did he, so i he's get like, it like look at the pretty flowers look at the pretty flowers no it's a tree it's the flowers. bob ross tree look, look at the flowers look at the flowers yeah. What a That's happy the little best tree right scene here. from The Walking Dead. If yeah. you've not watched The Walking Dead, watch it till you see her tell that little girl to look at the fucking flowers. <laughs> and then that screen cuts black. And grandpa vibe. <laughs> But, but we're going to try to get Drew back on. That's that's what I was getting at there before we got distracted. Okay. No, thank you uh, for that, Jeff. Um, but other than, you know, Drew Moss, is there anybody else that you guys want us to collab with? Please let us know. Um, shout them out. Let it, let us know. Uh, we love to do our interview series, and we're very open to ideas, so please uh, let us know. Um, a special thank you goes out to the DFPN. What? What about my hand? My hand is up. I have something else. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I missed that. Go ahead. We just recently had a collab with Darth Vader. If you haven't seen it, go over to Patreon and go to episode seven, I think it is. And we get a chance to sit down and talk to Darth Vader's. So, yeah. There's yeah. a collab for you if you, you missed it. 
Yeah, it was uh, part of our Ahsoka rap series. So if you guys didn't see that, please go check it out. It is also available not only on our Patreon, um, but as well as uh, I do believe it's on YouTube. It will be releasing on Tuesday. No. Not on YouTube. It's just on Patreon. And then I will release it on Spotify. I think that episode is releasing Tuesday. Okay. Cool. Spotify Tuesday. Okay. I stand corrected. Um. I thought that was the one that we did on Facebook, but uh, I'm sorry. Uh, it was on Patreon, and um, it will be released on Tuesday with timings, uh, so stand, stay tuned for that. Oh, actually, it was Facebook. It was the finale. The wrap party, yeah. 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 So that will be, I think we're about two weeks out for that one. Okay. And then this episode will be three weeks. Yeah, this one's dropped. Is, okay. Okay, sweet. So go ahead and stay tuned on our Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere that you really get your podcast, it's there. And if you don't know how to do fancy technology stuff, we have a link tree for that. Um, as well as in our link tree is a, a link for our Patreon that is part of the DFPN Patreon, where you'll get a bunch of other shows, not only us, but you'll get Queens of Nerdum, you'll get uh, The Smoke Pit, um, and many, many others. No gimmicks. Yep. No gimmicks. There the patio with, the patio with Kim. Yeah, Real food. Real food. Yeah, see? There are so many different podcasts that we have out there on our DFPN network. Uh, Please uh, watch them. Check them out. Uh, They're super great. Can't say enough great things about these guys. Kately says he nominates Nick Smith. It's a great cosplay. We're not not taking nominations at this time. Thank you. Okay. Sweet. So, uh, again, a special thank you goes out to the DFPN podcast group. Uh, for all of the love and support that you guys have given us. Absolutely. Um, and we are always open to your feedback. We want your feedback. So we want you to like, we want you to tell us what you enjoyed or what you didn't enjoy, because sometimes that happens too. We just want to know what you want. Uh, so we can get you the best product possible. Um, hit that like subscribe and share buttons and stay tuned for more. And that ladies and gentlemen is USDN approved. Jeff, Jeff, with that outro, please. We out.